Hey, Jeff. Hey, Eric. How are you? I'm pretty good. How are you? Doing well, thank you. Two weeks from tomorrow. Two weeks from tomorrow, what's going down? We are blowing the conch shell. We are assembling all of the Avengers. <laughs> Everybody from all corners of the globe. We are getting a bunch of people, all the power players from Rockefeller Records, to come together for a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity at Highline Ballroom here in New York City. It's a celebration of Rockefeller Records. So... If you're like us, if you're somebody who grew up loving Memphis Bleak Records and Beanie Siegel Records. If you did the Dame Dash Bottle Wobble. Diplomats and State Property. If you are a lurker or a commenter on Kanye to the... You wanted a Rockefeller chain. If you threw the diamond up. If you loved Jay-Z's music. If you loved Christian's music. <laughs> if you still love Jay-Z's music. This is an event you want to be at. You know, it's funny. I saw today that somebody commented on one of our Instagram posts and added Elliot Wilson and asked if he gave permission. And <laughs> no, he did not give his permission. But but who are we? We're like we're like the underdogs who have taken over Highline and we are bringing not just like one guest, but we're bringing at this point, seven or eight different guests? I mean, let's go over it. We have Lenny S. Right. We have Just Blaze. Right. Young Guru. Freeway. Shaka Pilgrim, who's the president of Rock Nation. She was uh, there from the beginning of Rockefeller Records. Emery Jones. Who was there really from the beginning. Uh, who am I missing? Uh, oh, Hip Hop. Hip Hop. We just announced that... Kyumbo Joshua, also known as Hip Hop, who, who we've was, talked about a bunch of times in this podcast. Yes, yeah, great friend of ours, is also joining this panel. And if there's any questions about any specific period in Rockefeller Records history, Hip Hop has the answers. Well, everybody has all the answers. And that's what you're going to get from this once in a lifetime evening. And that we could assemble this is like a dream come true because, like you guys, we grew up on Rockefeller Records, and to have this conversation and to be a part of it, we're representing you guys up on stage, and we want you to be there. So get your tickets right now at itsthereal.com, I-T-S-T-H-E-R-E-A-L.com. Dot com. And let us know you're coming. We're really excited about this, and we know you guys will be too. Two weeks from tomorrow. Two weeks from tomorrow, Highline Ballroom here in New York City. Get your Rockefeller chains and bring them <laughs> to the show. Today on the podcast, Jeff, we have our friend and Vibe Editor-in-Chief, Daytuan Thomas. Yes, whose stories are so crazy. Well, I mean, stories about everybody from, from Jay-Z. I mean, talk about it. To Puff, Puffy, right? Yeah, but then, I mean, the craziest story is... He went to the club with Barack Obama and Chris Tucker. Okay. And by the way, that is a true story, and it happens toward the end. But this is a this is basically a two-hour podcast with amazing stories from front to back. Listen to it all and enjoy it. Daytuan has done a lot of stuff, and he's seen a lot of things. Yeah, I mean, he's been around in the magazine game, website game, for like 20 years now. Yeah, Vibe, Double XL, King... Uh, his, he worked with Puff and his and, Kanye stories are amazing. Oh my god. It's it's a great episode. Yeah. Hope you guys enjoy it. Again, go get your tickets right now for our once in a lifetime event. 
celebrating Rockefeller Records, A Waste of Time Live, July 26th at Highline Ballroom. It's thereal.com. Jeff, when do you want to get into it? Right now. Yo, what up? It's Eric, a.k.a. Roll Credits, a.k.a. Get Faded. Yo, what up? It's Jeff, a.k.a. Daddy Lanky, a.k.a. Guapo Slim. <laughs> Yo, hey. Yo, it's Daytron Thomas, a.k.a. Day Dog. What it do? Yeah, and it's a waste of time with it's the real. Day, what's happening? Yo, that's the best, yo. Oh, my goodness. He said daddy. Lanky. Are we going to get through this whole podcast? We're going to try, man. We're going to try. We're going to try. Oh, man. Everything's good, bro. Everything's good. To see good. You, yeah. Likewise, man. Like, when you opened the door, I was like, yo, I feel like I'm on a TV show already. <laughs> I needed like some theme music, like. Yo, how often do you make it to the Upper West Side? Uh, rarely, rarely ever, man. I think the farthest I go is like 72nd. Oh, okay. okay. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. I get up, I get around there. You know what I mean? <laughs> where but do you live? I, I live in Queens Village. No, no, where, what's your exact address? <laughs> oh, see, yeah, that ain't happening. <laughs> if people have any complaints about Vibe Magazine, <laughs> go please to. visit. Yeah. yeah, I'm gonna give them my old grandmother's address and shit. <laughs> you, know what, you, know what's, you know what's funny about Vibe? And you walked in here and you noticed a bunch of Vibe books yes. that we have in here. Um, we used to, when we first got into this business, uh, Danielle Smith was the first yes. one to really co-sign us. Like, so. um, there's a bunch of names you could throw out there that like maybe don't even work in the business anymore. John DeMarchi, like all oh, these wow. people, right? Yeah. Yeah. Who worked at Vibe? We were so high off of that like co-sign from Danielle, who was like, "I fuck with you, I get it, and mm-hmm. I want to see you win." That we would like get into Vibe over there on Lexington as much as we could. We would sneak in, yep. we would stick around, we would see like Joe Zen yeah, and like Will Perkins, Will Perkins, and, mm-hmm. and we wouldn't leave. We would just sneak in by by any method. Well, that was my whole internship. Yeah, that's what I did. You snuck in. I, I basically, well, you know, it was uh, my man uh, Greg Bishop. He uh-huh. was on the uh, on the website, like it was a vibe online back then. Yeah, <laughs> I mean to cut you, but no, it's just yeah, funny yeah, the yeah. fact that you said that you stayed. Yeah, I, I did the exact same thing. So I was at Baruch College, mm-hmm. and I failed a math test, and I was feeling really good about myself, obviously. <laughs> and I was just like, man, this isn't going to work out. You know what I mean? And um, I, w- I went online in the in the computer room. And um, I saw Vibe was the only website back then that was like kind of full with real features from the mag, and they had it, it was just dope. Yeah. yeah, you know, for back then this is dial up, like you know, and um, <laughs> they had a they had like this little cloud that was bopping around, you know, those old school little yeah. things, and it said internship interns wanted or something. I clicked on, I caught it once, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then it clicked on it and it had a number. Uh, I called the number, he picked up, and he was like, yo, come through, it's going to be like 300 people here, you know, it's going to be competitive, but it'll be- Wait, you had to like fight it out? Yo, it was, it was crazy, it was, he, he told me 300 people were going to be at the internship orientation thing to see if you can get in type of thing and i'm like oh what the hell so it was like a week away i knew it was going to be on a saturday i get some money you know what i'm saying i come on saturday walk into the lexington office yep and the security guard was like yo what you doing this is weekend nobody from vibe is here like you're bugging and i was like what i was like nah dude told me to be here da, da, da. he was like nah man see you later so i'm outside with my Wait, little you failed a math test yes <laughs> then you showed up to vibe yes the you're next like, day what is yeah, life I, I was like yo it was a couple of days but i i go and i'm like yo this dude like played me that was a whack number that was a fake number so i go to the pay phone that was right there in the corner on 31st i call and because uh, i have my little beeper and yeah. it was a little number from in there i sold call, some drugs sold some drugs real quick i got my packs up you know what i'm saying and then dude 
he answers the phone again. He's like, yo. I'm like, yo, they saying that nobody did. <laughs> what kind of number is this? He's like, nah, nah, nah. He was like, where you at? I'm like, I'm on the corner. He's like, where? I don't see you. And I'm like, where you at? He was in the window. Like, <laughs> he's on the phone, like, outside the window, like, waving. I'm like, oh, I see. He was like, yo, come up. So I go up in there, and I look at the security guard like, yeah, all right, man. Nobody's here, right? Pass the test. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I was like, yo, it's like, man, people supposed to be up here. So boom, when I get up there, it's just me and him. It's just me and my man Greg. We're Who's, having the other 299. They all got turned away by the security guard. He was like, yo, I just want I just said that to make sure like you weren't scared. Yo. You know, of competition. Yeah. You know, I, I don't need anyone up here scared. I was like, what? <laughs> what kind of craziness is that? Because that that weeds out, yeah. you yeah. know, like the crazies. You know what I mean? And I was crazy. No, then you get the craziest person. You get the, exactly. <laughs> now you get the real crazy, which yeah. is me, who never leaves. <laughs> you know, so I didn't have like the traditional internship. It was like I was there, I was working. He had me like file some like photos for the online department. No one was in the office. It was just us. So mind you, I'm walking in the vibe. It's looking like a biggie shoot, you know, <laughs> video. And it's like the chandelier and the spiral staircase. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And everyone had like their little name on the joint. I'm seeing Kevin Powell, who's like my writing hero. Yep. I see Danielle's name. I see Rob Kennedy. I'm like, these are the superheroes that I see in the masthead. Man, I'm walking around and I'm just like, yo, I'm never going to leave. And you never did. I never <laughs> left, man. It, it, it was waves of interns that came from like colleges and they got like stipends and college credit. Never. I never got one of those. And I stayed there for a year. I interning. For, interning from 96, May of 96 to around April, May of 97. Holy cow. I was there all the time. Even like when the people that hired me left. Right. I was like, oh, man, they're going to not let me in. And I just came like ain't nothing happened. I, came, I just came back up. They was like, yo, day is here. I was like, yep, I'm here. Here I am. Oh, they're going to let me in. I just sat down, put my bag down yeah. like nothing happened. Um, and Baruch was just up the block, right? Right up the block. I used to walk from Baruch. Like, I used to walk to 10 blocks. Man. All the time, man. Super, super lucky. You could have gone to, yesh to Yeshiva. Yeah. <laughs> it was right there. I used to run into all the homies. You know what I'm saying? I used to run into them saying, yo, what up? But the craziest people I used to run into, though, was, and I know we were talking earlier, Loud Records was upstairs. It was on the fourth floor, I believe. So every now and again, you see Mob Deep with IMD, whole Queensbridge outside, everybody smoking. Um, Hunting all of them, uh, Raekwon definitely. Oh my god! Uh, like you would just get all these different cast of characters that were making hip hop history at the time, right above from Vibe. It's so crazy. Where are you originally from? I'm from Brooklyn. What part? Now this is crazy. Okay. My mom's side is from uh, Prospect Heights, mm -hmm. right around the corner from Brooklyn Museum, Lincoln, Washington, and Underhill. And then my dad's side is from Brevoit Projects. Same mm -hmm. projects as Fab. Mm -hmm. So. Um, I was there from like Friday to Monday and Monday to Thursday. I was over on my mom's side. Wow. Yeah. Uh, siblings. Yes. On my mom's side, <laughs> two brothers and a sister. On my dad's side, two brothers and a sister. And how'd you do Thanksgiving? Oh, my goodness. I would, as a youngster, it was wild. I would go, I would be with my mom for the day part. And then my grandmother and my dad would come and get me. And I'll be with them for the night part. The turn up. Yeah. <laughs> and Christmas was the same way. Really? It was, it was wild. Yeah. Uh, do you split the meals too then? Uh, you got to split everything back then. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like you split, you split in Franks. <laughs> like, yo, you split it with Mac. Like, and, and since I was a, the only child up until 12, I, I had to share everything with my cousins. 
You know what I mean? So yeah. they were like my brothers and sisters up until that age. Still are, but um, what's even iller is that like around, how old was I? I was 11, and my mom married my stepdad, and he was in the Air Force. Really? So then we went straight from Brooklyn to like 20 minutes south of Tokyo. Oh. <laughs> so just like a normal, you know, you know yeah, yeah. That, that was it. Just just leaving Brooklyn to go to Japan. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Well, okay. How did that fuck you up? Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Totally. But what was so ill, this is the illest thing ever. We we leave in October of 86, and we take this crazy-ass flight all the way to Japan. It was Yokota Air Force Base. Um, changed my life. We get there, and they got this thing called um, Billington, where it's like they just keep you there until they're able to place you into a home. Mm-hmm. So it's on base. So... I get there, and this is 86, so hip-hop is, like, really busting through. Eric B. Rakim, everything. Aerosmith. Aerosmith worked this way. Um, So you have, like, everybody's wearing, like, the stopwatches. Mm -hmm. You know, like, you hooking up your stopwatches and stuff. Your stopwatch was it. I get all the way out there. I see all these little Japanese kids and all this. There's a playground across the street. I ain't into playgrounds, but I'm like, (laughs) at least I could go meet some people. There's one black kid on a swing with fat laces adidas and a stopwatch on and i'm looking like there's no way i can escape brooklyn this guy gotta be from brooklyn ends up becoming one of my best friends my man maurice bryant he had a stopwatch on i had a stopwatch on he was like yo where you from i was like i'm from brooklyn he's like i'm from brooklyn i was like I was like, I'm from Brooklyn. Then he was like, Oh, where, where? At? I was like, Oh, Brevoy. I said Brevoy Project. Yeah. yeah. He was like, I'm from Marcy. <laughs> <laughs> this is way before any Jay Z, right, anything. Yeah, he yeah. was repping Marcy way out there. Crazy. So we were from, you know, similar, very similar hoods. Like the percentage of two young black kids <laughs> wearing stopwatches being In from Japan, Brooklyn. In Japan. Japan. And like right at that moment, it was crazy, man. Um, what's there to do for a kid on an Air Force base? A lot of trouble well, to bet. get into. A lot of trouble to get Missiles. into. Missiles. Missiles. Yeah. Yo, I, actually, my my stepdad Stop. was in. He, he was oh. in. <laughs> he was in the armory. So that and he was a sharpshooter. Mm-hmm. So I, I would be in the armory with them. I mean, just yes. fucking around, just fucking around, <laughs> throwing around M16 bullets. Yes. You know, the right, the, the normal. You know, yeah. looking at like you know probably. You could detonate like a, a fucking hand grenade. Oh my God. You know, it was crazy. Bro. Had you shot a gun before you got went to the Air Force Base? Yes, I had, which is wild. Um, my mom's uh, before she married my my stepdad. Uh, she, this is weird. Your mom, you was kind of crazy. She <laughs> married. Uh, she she was dating a guy that was that used to be in the Marines. Hmm. And, um, so she had a type. She had a type. <laughs> she had a type. Mom had a type. Like you know, strong silent type. <laughs> and um, he like for like. Uh, any occasion, you go up. We go up on the roof and bust the forty-five or. Oh my and, god! And I mean, like, I remember Prodigy saying, "My pops took me on the joint, bust, bust the forty-five or whatever gun he said." And he was like, "Yo, the loud scout, the loud sound used to scare me." Yeah, yeah. And, I, and, and when he said that, the visual just automatically came to me. Like, damn, that same shit happened to me. Man. Like we used to be on the roof, like bah, 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 bah. this is crazy. You know those bullets do fall. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know exactly. Yeah, we was out before that because yeah. <laughs> yo, you do that too much, cops is coming man, at some point. You know so, what I mean? so how long do you spend out in Japan? Three years, and those are formative years. Formative years, man. You learn all about girls. You learn about stealing. You learn about friends. You learn about like 
Japan. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> How, how's your Japanese? It's really bad. Yeah. It's, it's horrible, actually. But were you in like an English speaking school because yes. you were on the base? Yo, we were on the base. Um, actually, we lived off base the whole time, which is like super rare. I think we're one of like two families to have ever did all three years mm-hmm. off base, but we were right across the street from the flight line. Mm. So, I mean, like every 10, 15, 20 minutes, a, a plane is coming in, and it got it got to the point where you don't I hear d- it? Never. Yo, so for anyone who complains about subways. Yes, exactly. <laughs> like, you never hear it after a while. So, friends would come over and be like, yo, how do you do it? I'm like, wait, what are you talking about? You know what it's I mean? It's like living next to the highway. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Except it's planes touching it's, it's, down it's, it's, it's actually military size <laughs> it's like the empire state building landing every 15 minutes oh my god you know what i mean that's basically so, super easy to ignore yeah <laughs> you know um and and you you get to know like what kind of plane it is after a while mm-hmm. you know dc 10 c5s all of that 130s um even the jet joints like you know everyone loved like you know the tom cats and all sure. of that stuff so uh, 86 to 89 ish 89 yeah um where does the gulf war sort of like affect you guys that's, that's after that's right after yeah. Yeah. yeah so we thought we thought actually that he was going to have to go right after Japan. We moved to Albuquerque, New Mexico. Whoa. Oh, so another uh, An- desert. Yes. <laughs> another crazy ass spot. Um, and that one was really crazy because that's where it was like um, my high school was like more was a crip school. And that's like when back then, like we got there like late 89 like november 89 and we stayed to like 91 my mom was like yo i'm out of this yeah. this is over let's go back we went back to brooklyn but um because brooklyn was safer than of, of course it was, <laughs> it was safer than the gang infested yeah. <laughs> uh albuquerque but what we found out after you know being there for a while was like all the crazy ill high ranking you know gang members from each faction they would all do their dirt out in cali and all that but then they would hide out in places like utah and phoenix and albuquerque and start these other cells so you're getting the high-ranking members coming out making these crazy cells in these little towns and making like super thugs and and those those kids went to your high school. They went to my high school. Wow. And uh, when I, I I've, I've told the story before, but it's illa now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's illa now. Um, I, I it was like one of my first couple of days at this school, and you know you always gotta like prove yourself when you go to new schools. I'm I'm so used to new schools. And uh, this time though, since we had just got back from Brooklyn before we went to Albuquerque, I got all my new gear. Yeah. You know what I mean? I got like the ill kicks. I got these ill sweats on. I'm big stopwatches. Stopwatches. <laughs> you know shit, how I go. Yeah. I got. You know I need my stopwatch. <laughs> and uh, I actually I actually wore like all St. John's Redmond. Ooh. Queens, the Queens, uh, uh, you know, Mark Jackson, yeah. Chris Mullen, yeah. you know, I'm from that. So I got all that on. Were the Crips super into it? Yeah, were they excited? They were not. They, <laughs> they were not. They I would have to the say, they weren't, they weren't feeling the kid. They weren't feeling my outfit. Yeah. I was like, this is some New York shit. You know what I'm saying? But I go, I go to go play some ball, and I'm like, yo, I got next. And I'm waiting on the bench, and they come into the gym, and they just like kind of looking at me. It's like five, six dudes, and I'm just like, all right, it's a lot of LA Raiders. <laughs> I see a lot of Dodgers. These guys are really into sports. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, they got the hats. You're like, so am I. I'm like, yo, we go yo, red men. It's gonna be dope. <laughs> and they, one of them just stepped to me and was like, yo, where you from? And I was like, I'm from New York. What's up? Yeah, and it was like I really said Brooklyn. Yeah. That's what I said. Yeah, yeah. and you they said were like, some neck. Yeah, 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 East Side. I was like Brooklyn, and they were like, 
Oh, man, they just looked like they were upset. They were really upset because they was like, oh, he really doesn't know. <laughs> like, you could just see the air go out of them like, damn, we're going to fuck him up. Oh, man, look, look, we're going to give you. They basically were like, yo, you can't really just do all that, man. So we're talking uh, like 90, 91, 92 down there? Uh, nah, I, I did. I, I remember the years. It was strictly 80, the end of 89. Yep. All of 90. I went, I'm, like, my family's from South Carolina, so yeah. I spent a little bit of the summer there in 90 and then came back um, in nine, uh, that summer and then spent all the way into summer 91. Okay, so Tokyo and yes. Albuquerque. Yes. Um, what are your, what are you listening to? Like, Yo, what? to jump back to Japan, my uncles would send me Red Alert tapes, Mr. Magic oh, tapes. Red Alert But tape. in Japan, like, that was the thing for me. Um, and all my friends, like, even the older kids, they were uh, they were heavy into DJing, so they would they would go in, into like Shinjuku and all that, and go steal mad records, twelve inches, all that. And um, my uncles would also send me VHS tapes of like uh, video music box mm-hmm. and uh, Yo MTV raps and stuff like that. I would get all of that sent in Japan. And then when I got to Albuquerque. We got cable. Yeah, I was like, yo, cable. <laughs> I was like, yo, this is wild because I, I was hearing about cable before we left. Right in '86. Yeah, and only a couple of people had H. I remember this one lady had HBO. I thought it was like magic. Oh my god! I was like, you got magic TV. Yo. <laughs> we, <laughs> yeah, your TV, never, we, TV do other shit. Yeah, yeah. We never, we never had cable. If we went on vacation, there was a hotel with HBO and ESPN. Yo, that was the greatest. Fraggle Rock. Oh, oh man, it was crazy. <laughs> oh my god. So. um <laughs> So yeah, so I was I was listening to everything yeah. back then. But then when I got to New Mexico though, for me being like a East Coast hip hop head, but the West Coast influence on 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 that culture and like all my friends that had cars, they were heavy into like bass shit. Yeah. So, so you like had Egyptian lover. All of that, yo. Yeah. All of that. Two Live Crew, yep. um, Poison Clan from the from Miami, all of that southern stuff kind of filtered over into Whoa. Albuquerque. And then you just had like everything from like too short all of that coming over from the West Coast, I felt like I was the most well-rounded hip-hop kid that you can you could find being from Brooklyn. Yeah, because yeah. there weren't no there weren't Brooklyn <laughs> kids listening to Too Short. Right. When I was doing it, I know that. And we're talking into it. Yeah, cassettes, yeah. right? Oh, I'm cassette singles. Yeah, cassettes. Oh, cassettes. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like you couldn't even get the whole joint. You was just like, yo, I'm gonna get this in a in a half of a remix. Oh my you god. You know what I'm saying? Uh did you have a job down in Albuquerque? In Albuquerque, yes. My job was to uh help my other friends that were doing jobs. <laughs> That's what my job was. I was like, I was just finding money however I could, yeah. man. We were dead broke on that base. And people don't realize, man, and I'll say this for all the people that were in the uh, armed forces, you don't get a lot of money as a family. You know what I mean? If you have one um, one parent or one spouse that's in the service, like, you're, you're scrapping, yo. Mm-hmm. It was times when my moms had to call on, on like, support. Mm. You know what I mean? And um, it, it was wild back then to think of, like, how hard we had it. You know, uh, there are people that are at poverty level in the armed forces. And I bet you they're they're like that now. Mm. You know, um, I mean, for sure now. Oh, uh, for sure. Definitely, man. If you look at like the, the VA and everything. Oh, oh goodness yeah. gracious. The VA, I had yeah. to deal with the VA for my grandfather. Mm. It, 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 it was bad. You know what I mean? Like how they treat the veterans and everybody that puts their life on the line and everything being in the military pretty much for like five and a half years. I got to see what it was like 
for a family. I, I lived it. Yeah. You know. Um, but while in New Mexico, the only I didn't have a job. Like I, I used to help my man and like empty out McDonald's shit. Mm-hmm. Like it was horrible food type stuff. And did you think towards the end of high school that that the military was a viable career for nah, you? I already knew I wasn't doing it. Nah. I knew it because I, I was like, yo, there's no money in this. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like this is when you're, you're, you're coming of age and you're like, yo, who got the money? And it mm-hmm. wasn't the military cats. Right. But when you think about it now and I'm looking at some of my friends that are in there and they're using it for, you know, education, you know, that that retirement package is sweet. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, like, let's not get it twisted. It (laughs) is one of those careers that's going to be solid for you if you know how to pimp the system. Right. You know what I mean? And so then you go to Baruch. Yes. Um, I I come back. Well, actually, real quick, I went to, um, I, I come back home and Brooklyn is like a foreign place to me. You know, at that point, I'm just like, whoa, because this of the is great. organic waters. <laughs> yeah, man. All, all the, you know, all the cafes. Yeah. You know, and this is 91, mind yeah. you. Nah. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but it's like, um, I, I come back, it's, it's super, it's super rough, rougher, because yeah. it was rough when I left. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Crack had like really yeah, exploded. decimated. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was wild. And uh, I go to Sarah J. Hale High School, which is a cosmetology school. Really? At, at, at its core. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So Little Kim went there. All of Junior, uh, pretty much all of Junior Mafia went there, mm-hmm. and I went to school with them. And uh, were you that, killing it over there? I'm sorry. Were you killing it over there? Yeah. I mean, it was so easy. You know, coming from Japan and, and Albuquerque, the school systems were so dope. Mm-hmm. Like I was super dumb over there, <laughs> and I'm super smart when I came back. I was like, oh, this is gonna be a, oh man, this is a breeze. Uh, you know what I mean? And um, once I was there. I really got to see like, all right, hip hop is my way out, mm. you know, or at least making beats or doing doing something in hip hop was going to be my calling. I knew that, but then the writing bug hit me while I was in uh, Sarah J. Hell, and um, my from, English my from English, a class, yeah. yeah, my English my English professor. He was just so dope, man. He he was he was really Mr. Jaeger. He was really dope, and he gave us like this. Um, he gave us. What was it? The Scarlet Letter. Yep. That that book, and and we had to break down a, a chapter each night, and it turned into like a class project where we all were competing against each other. It was insane, man. It was so it was so dope. So I I, I started loving it. He was like, "Yo, you have a you know a nice little talent for this. You should try to pursue it." I never thought about it, um, to the degree that he was talking about to where I am now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad he said that. And people don't realize like little things like that make the biggest difference. For sure. Yeah. So, so you took it to heart. Yeah, I did. I did. So after Sarah J. Hale enrolled in Baruch, um, I thought I was going to be a business journalism major until I saw all that math, hence <laughs> the math test. Yeah. And um, wait, and so you're commuting in? Yeah, I'm commuting in, and and I had I had a chance to go away to school. Um, there were a couple of schools that were interested in me, but I, since I was away for so long. You know, you wanted to be in New York. I wanted to be in New York, and yeah. I told my mom like, "Yo, nah, I'm not, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna bounce." Mm-hmm. And she was happy. Yep. You know what yeah. I mean? Because then I could help her with the kids. Yeah. <laughs> you know what <laughs> I mean? But at the same time, that is something that I kind of like. Dang, I, I did want the college experience, like you know, being away in dorms and all that. But I was like, I wasn't gonna trade it for for being in New York and being in a at the hub of the culture where everything was popping. Yeah. I mean, all the dope clubs were coming up at the time. The Muse. Yeah, what clubs were you going to? I was going to Muse, Home Base, um, the Arc in Brooklyn, um, 
we we started going to the tunnel a little bit later when we finally started getting in because we we couldn't even get in back then. Were you just wearing the wrong clothes? Um, we we were doing that and being with the wrong people. Yeah, <laughs> just not know. And that was before we even got in the game. We didn't even know people. And then when I got in the game, it was still crazy. Yeah, you know. But then I started meeting like Chris Lighty and people like that. It started getting a little. So crazy. when you're in high school, do you know anyone who's rapping? Even? Yeah, Junior Mafia. Yeah, you knew them. Yeah, but yeah, like they, and they out. were popping at the time. Yo, I remember the day. Uh, Nino, Kamel, um, and what's he call it? Uh, I forget his name. Like I remember the day they came in with the Bad Boy Entertainment jackets <laughs> before they were really like Junior Junior Mafia. Cause yeah, I graduated in '94, um, '93, going into '94. That's where big yeah know, Bad Boy is all popping, or at least getting off the ground. Yeah, and they had those Bad Boy windbreakers, man. In and high I, school, in high school, they was walking in the hallway. Bopping, like, <laughs> and you know, Bad Boy's the hottest thing on the radio. Flex, you know, going crazy. And I remember the girls just looking at them, kind of ill. Like, you, <laughs> you could have had the freshest polo, anything on during that time, but they just came in with them Bad Boy jackets and crushed the building. And you went into your cosmetology class. Yes, thought, I went in yeah. and I was, I was about to go do some hair. You're nah, like, I'm just you're, like, how about, you're like, how about that new too short? And they're just like, what? <laughs> like, what the fuck? But nah, it was, it was wild, man, to see people blow up right before your eyes i mean well, what were they like before they blew up they were mad cool funny um you know hood cats yeah, yeah. like nino was mad funny we had a math class together he was hilarious we sat next to each other maybe Every, that's why you failed yeah that's, that's probably why man because i mean this dude cracking jokes talking about like you know scores on the games yeah. and all that um but they were real real calm cool dudes kim actually she left just before I got there. Mm. But I used to hear that she used to come through extra fly all the time. And actually, she you can see her on the corner of the school in the um, Slick Rick Teenage Love video. Whoa. If you if a couple of people know, and you could probably see it on YouTube, but there's a clip where she's like smiling, talking to her homegirl. She's right there on the corner of the block in the huh, Teenage crazy. Love video. Yeah, you should check it. Do you have any internships? Yeah, well, I tried to get one. <laughs> I tried to get one before my vibe joint. And um, it, it was a crazy day. We were going to a, a pool party. And my cousin and I, my cousin L, we were like, um, let's go to Fat Farm. Yo, we got to get there early, though. And I think they opened up like around 10 a.m. It was on a Saturday. So we was going to go over there, get our stuff, go back to the crib, then get ready for the pool party. So we're walking up the block. And we see it's mad early. It's like 940 or something like that. It was early. And we walking up the block in Seoul on Prince Street, and there was this big body Benz. And back then, it, like when you saw that, you know the person had money, money. <laughs> that was like, you know what I mean? It was like real money. And um, it was this dude pacing back and forth. It had like the little earpiece in his ear, like screaming into the phone. <laughs> and I'm looking, I'm like, yo, oh, that looked like that looked like Puff. <laughs> he was like, yo, that is Puff. I was like. I gave him the look. He was like, leave him alone, Dad. <laughs> I was like, nope. <laughs> so we, we kind of like looking at him, and he sees us, and then he like he crossed the street to the side that we were on but ahead of us. So now I'm like, oh, shit, he on my side of the street now. I don't even have to go to him. So I, I started like walking a little faster. I was like, excuse me, yo, Puff, yo, Puff. And he turns around. He's like, yo, what up? But he sounded like the wrecking. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, yo, what's up? What's up? And I was like, oh shit. Like, yo, it's really real. <laughs> so then um I was just like, yo, my name is Daytuan. I'm from Brooklyn. Um, you know, Biggie, I love him. 
uh, <laughs> I remember saying, I love Bad Boy. I would love to be on the team. I'll intern, do whatever. I know you interned before. I would love to just follow in those footsteps and, and, and learn from you. And he looked at me. And he had like like a straw in his mouth. And mad spit came out when he said it. He was like, I don't got no internships. Oh. Nah, man. I was like, word, nothing? He was like, nope. Put the straw back in his mouth. All right, y'all. I was like, all right. And then he starts walking, but then he goes into fat form. <laughs> so now I'm like, you got to see him. Damn, man. We got going in. My cousin was like, I ain't going in there now, man. Like, you know, he ain't feel like going in there now. I was like, nah, man. We're going to get our stuff, yo. So we walk down there. Puff sees him. <laughs> he's, he's going through like the little, the little, um, the little hangers and shit. We over there. <laughs> it's mad awkward. <laughs> I was like, fuck it, man. So we know for internship what I'm going to do. But what was funny was that I was going to Baruch at the time, and Bad Boy was on 18th and like 6th. Was it 18th and 6th or 18th and Broadway? So real quick. It was 18th. Right. Yeah, it was right yeah. up the block. Yeah. It was right up the block. But a lot of people didn't know. A lot of kids in the school didn't know. So I didn't tell nobody. I knew because I used to read the, you know, the credits and shit. Yeah, yeah. And I used to see them like turn the corner and go up the back way. So I started sitting on this like hydrant. You know those hydrants that come outside the building and it's yeah. like a little seat? Yep. Mm-hmm. So I used to sit on that and wait for them to come out because we was making beats at the time. So I was like, yo, I'm going to give Craig Mack or Biggie or somebody my tape. You know what I mean? And um, it was funny. So the intern thing happens. And I start doing that a lot. And I start seeing all these other people. So I started recognizing the faces, but I don't know the names. So Vibe and Source and all of them used to have these party pages in the magazines. And I started putting a lot of the people's faces with the names. It's like you work for the FBI. <laughs> I was, yo, I was putting the whole shit together, man. I was on my scandal. Yeah. You know what I mean? And um, one time we went, this is 95 again. It was later in the year, later in the summer. We all went to this uh, spot called the Country Club. It used to be on, I think, like 83rd or something like mm-hmm. that. And uh, Ralph McDaniels was on Video Music Box and was like, yo, we're going to have this Monica video uh, re- release party over at this one spot. It was downtown. So me and my boys, we all went because our man was in the video. He knocks over the milk. <laughs> my man Q, he knocks over the milk in the video. In the one of these days video, yo. We went around saying, that's my man right there. That's my man. My man knocked the milk over. <laughs> and he had, the, yo, he had the ill, yo, Q, remember this? You had the ill um, DKNY silver bubble. You know what I mean? That's what got him in the video. Yeah. So, boom. So, we go because our man in the video. Yeah. We get there mad late. The, we didn't know industry parties was like from 7 to like 10. Yeah. You know, at that time. Wait, this one actually started on time? It, it was, it, because it was Monica. She was younger back then, I'm sure. So it was like You know that means thing. nothing. Yeah, yeah, it does, yeah, yeah. But you know, like yeah. what is she like? 16 back <laughs> right, then? Yeah, right, you know right, what I mean? right. So they do the video thing or whatever. But Ralph McDaniels and Red Alert are still there. They were the only two that were still there, like just kicking it. It was like, yo, we missed it. It was like, yeah, you been missed it. <laughs> shut that down. He was like, yo, but my people, we having a um, party uptown at the country club. So it was like, oh, all right, cool. So we all jump in separate cabs. We get up to the country club. The line is down the block. It's crazy. I'm like, yo, Uncle Ralph told us we could go to this party. <laughs> he said, tell him Uncle Ralph sent you. So we, I get my team. It's like five or six of us to walk up to the front of this industry party. And I have no idea like what the protocol is. Walk up to the front and was like, yo, Ralph McDaniel said that we were supposed to come for him. 
for Viv Music Box. And the dude's looking at me like, like, fuck out of here. Coming up here with dudes, you don't even got no girls. I was like, nah, nah, nah. We were um, Uncle Ralph. He told us to come up. And it was like, um, all right, y'all got on sneakers. All y'all got on sneakers, $100 a head. I was like, nah, man. Nope. Nope, nah. Ralph we, McDaniel. Ralph McDaniels <laughs> sent us here. The dude was like, y'all gonna have to do something. I was like, yo, 20 ahead. And he was like, all right. Got the 20? Got everybody put their 20 up? Past math. Yes, hey. indeed. <laughs> I did 20 ahead. Boom, we skipped the line. On top of that, skipped the line. We walk in. It is like the video of videos, man. When I tell you we walked in, Wu-Tang Clan is all on one side. Naughty My, by Nature is on one side. Queen Latifah, Little Sean. Um, and then along the whole wall is Puff, Biggie, Jodeci, um, Mary J. Blige, Junior Mafia. All in what? one. I'm like, this <laughs> shit here. We, we hit the jackpot, yeah. baby. <laughs> and were, you the, were you six people the only ones that were not famous? <laughs> yo, we had to be. <laughs> we had to be. And this spot, was, yo, the DJ was crazy. I want to say it was like DJ Ace or somebody like that killing it. And we had our demo on us, like our little beat tape or whatever. And, um, of course, we gravitate towards Big and them because we knew Junior Mafia. So it's mm-hmm. like C's and Nino and all of them. We giving them pounds and stuff. But right now, they in Hollywood mode. They yeah, feeling yeah. themselves. Yo, yo, what up, kid? What up, kid? What up, kid? Yo, everything good with you? You good? You good? It was like one of those things. We like, yup, yup. We stay right here. We that good. So we standing by them. And then they start playing bad boy stuff. Oh. Yo, they start playing bad boy stuff. Give me all the chicken. Yo, place goes crazy. They pick up security, um, Junior Mafia, everybody. They pick up Puff off the ground and start throwing them in the air. <laughs> Bad boy. Like a bar mitzvah. Ba- like a bar yeah. mitzvah. Like it was crazy. But he has on sweats. So all the shit in his pockets is falling out. <laughs> but he can't yell over the music. But we see it. We right by him and it's hitting us. So his money roll falls out. His money clip falls out. His beeper falls out. His keys are falling out. All the time. Everything like, he bought at Fat Everything farm. he bought at Fat And he's like, yo, put me down. Put me down. But they think he's like happy. <laughs> put me down. Like being like, oh, you modest nigga. <laughs> and he's like, oh, yo, my stuff, my stuff. So I start, I start going down to grab it, yo. I went down to grab one thing. I don't even know if it was the beep or whatever. Yeah. Big ass security arm comes oh. on. Boom! <laughs> grabs my arm. Grabs my cousin arm. We like, nah. We getting the stuff. We getting the stuff for them. Start giving the stuff up. So he was like, yo. They finally put him down. He was like, yo. Thank you. Thank you. And his, you know, his security's like, oh, all right, all right, cool, cool. Give him the shit. So we giving it to him. He was like, yo. That's what's up, man. Thank you. Thank you. We was like, yo. It'll be dope if you just listen to our demo. <laughs> Every time he was like, all right, I'm going to listen to it. I'm going to listen to it, but you got to give it to my man. You see what happened. If I put it in my pocket, they might do that again. It's going to be out here in, on, on the ground. You don't want that to happen, so give it to my man. So I was like, all right. That was the illest curve. Yeah, yeah, That yeah, was yeah, the illest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo, this Puff's curve game, this is 95 Puff curve game. Yo, yo. But when Puff curved you the first time, though, I should have knew better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but so, t- but talk about how like rejection leads to yo, like you know rejection that makes you want it more determination. Man. You know that girl that tell you no at school, you be like, stop playing. You know you really <laughs> like me. That's stalkerish. But <laughs> <laughs> what I'm talking about is like how you take that rejection and you and you help it 
fuel your desire to really get to the position you want to be in. And you need a little bit of talent, but talent doesn't always need to be the factor. It's hard work that that turns into talent, too. You know, if, if you're really, you know, um, passionate, excuse me, about what you want to do. And I believe I have a nice amount of talent. I believe I have a decent amount of smarts, but I have the most heart, like to be able to take, you know, rejection or disappointment or, you know, just bad situations and turning them around and even good situations, making them great. You could take a good situation and with a little tweak and make that shit better. That's what editing is. You know what I mean? Like you you chop off some of the stuff to make it go faster or you or you add things on to make it beef up when you need it. So that's what your uh, I believe that's what your your spirit needs to do at certain times in your life. I'm at this position now in my life where my spirit I feel like is opening up to new new ways of doing things and new ways of thinking and new ways of feeling. And that's why you came over to do our podcast. I had to, man. <laughs> this is this is the joint. This is the new wave, so I had to do it. Okay, so Baruch, yeah, um, you get that vibe internship. Mm-hmm. Oh man! And what were your responsibilities? Wow! So I would come in. We were we were the online team. Yeah, I wasn't even on print, and print was it back then. The online team they used to call our section like the projects, <laughs> which is like it was that was so bad. It was like it was crazy, but our team was so dope. That was the team that got one of Tupac's last. Uh, video interviews um, the one that you all see where he's like really really amped up and it says vibe.com on yep. it that team got that you know what I mean and it that started to show me like yo this is about to change because that kind of interview would only happen in print mm. and you had to imagine it yeah. to now see it on on like this dial up and it was like crazy slow but you was going to wait for every yell yeah. just because it was so dynamic so my responsibility was to like transcribe stuff like that like onto the site um they were giving me one of my first assignments was love jones the movie to yeah, go yeah. to the junket i'm interviewing nia nia long and her hey yeah you know what i'm saying tough and, uh, life tough <laughs> yeah. and she from brooklyn i didn't even know and i'm from she's like kingston i'm like what you know about kingston and i'm like yeah, da, 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 da. we going off and i'm like yo i love this job i'm never leaving this is what i want to do in my life you know what i mean so it was like stuff like that but i didn't have the hard intern road to go and get coffee and all that i didn't have that like I, I really, I really got in with a lot of the writers and stuff because I would stay. I, it was times I you spent knew, the night there. You knew like this info. Oh, so info, <laughs> jumping to info. So boom, I do my internship at Vibe. It was really dope, but I was really just coming back and forth, checking the people a lot. Double XL comes out in like April of '97 with like this manifesto that was faxed to all the different competition in the urban field. And they were just like, yo, we coming. And it was the, it was the old source crew. Yeah. And they were just like, we coming. We don't care. We'll see y'all on the stands. It was like some real throw the hammer down shit. Yo. Um, <laughs> Pre-Elliot Wilson yeah. doing that. You know what I mean? And Wait, uh, so who, was, who wrote it? Uh, Reginald Dennis. Mm-hmm. But uh, Reginald Dennis, just real brief, he um, he was like the guy over at the source that had like the, Reg, uh, the Dennis Files. Mm-hmm. And he used to get at rappers like uh, <laughs> him and Ice T had this epic battle. <laughs> so anyway, um, he and, uh, 
I, I cold call him from the intern room at Vibe, and I'm telling him I'm this big time Vibe writer, not realizing he knows everybody. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like entertaining me, and he's like, "Yeah, you know what, kid? Come, why don't you come come up to the office?" So I get a I score an interview with him, and we we sat and spoke for three hours straight. Neither one of us got up. Five thirty wow. to eight thirty, just on hip hop and. Did my you know knowledge. you were so interesting? I I, 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 you know what I thought? I was like, this guy has nothing to do today. <laughs> <laughs> he has absolutely nothing to do because me talking about my love affair for fucking uh, Black Moon yeah, just yeah, can't yeah. be this interesting. <laughs> Wait, how far into this uh, this interview does he realize? Oh, you're actually not that big of a deal over at Vibe. You know what's funny? <laughs> I think the minute I walked in. <laughs> with my little clipboard and shit. Yeah. I had like a little clip so like, oh, here's my writing. Yeah, yeah. Like, you some big ass writer? Like, fuck out of here. This is what happens. He, it, he entertained. The fact that he entertained me tells me that I'm destined to do something because there's no way some kid is supposed to be able to walk in and do that. Well, you were the crazy one. I was the crazy one. Again. Yeah. Again, the crazy one. And what comes out of that three hour meeting? He's like, yo, he never looked at my clips. I was upset. I was like, I spent $20 on this, man, $20. He never looked at my clips. He was like, you know what? I got three um, music reviews for you. I'm going to need them by Tuesday. I think we met on a Friday. And emailed them over. I had to go borrow my man's computer. I didn't have a computer. Yeah. I didn't have a laptop, nothing. This is uh, 97. I had to go borrow my man, my man D. What up, D? I had to borrow my man D from, from the third floor. He let me hold it. And I typed up everything. And are the what are like? Do you remember what the reviews? Yeah, were? it was um, organized confusion. Mm-hmm. Um, it was deep concentration, the compilation, and I believe it was OC. Mm. I think OC was the other one. Yeah, if I if I got those three right, and then I turned those in. Boom, knock them out. He's like, "Yo, I got something else for you." I was like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> I was like, "I'm ready." And then that's when he when he said, "I have something else for you." That's when he introduced me to info, mm-hmm. and. Um, she was the manager editor and she was going to be, you know, corralling everything for the for this new mag. And I did, y'all going to bug out, I did a feature on enhanced CDs. Whoa. And, yeah. and the fact that they were going to take over the very well. They, yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> they were going to take over the world. And I was like, and I had to give like the X, the XL, the XO, whatever. Yeah. And I think the the one that got the highest was uh was Exhibit. The whole Loud team was really on it. Yeah. Ola Kudu, what up, Ola? Like, um, they were really on it back then. And then Info, she was just dope, real, real like. But she was like way more hood than I expected <laughs> yeah, for like, like an Asian woman. Yeah. Like, she, <laughs> I was like, I wanted to Ducati. <laughs> yeah, and she had like a gold tube, yeah, like yeah, yeah, Mary yeah, J. Blige. Yeah, yeah. I was like, yo. Wait a minute. <laughs> and then um, wait, was she shorty back then, or was she Miss Info, or was she nah, Minya? She was she was Minya. She mm-hmm. was definitely Minya. But I found out later that she was shorty. Mm-hmm. For you know the yeah, yeah, the, from the, it, source, the, yeah. the exactly from the the uh, you have to say the classic review of all reviews, yeah. the Illmatic joint. Absolutely. Yeah. And um, when I found out, I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, it was you. <laughs> I was bugging. So then, uh, long story short, the the team that helped put that whole thing together they ended up leaving those same guys reggie mm-hmm. and everything they end up leaving harris after like the second issue and the third issue they were in the middle of the third issue putting that together they don't have editor-in-chief so, so you became the editor-in-chief <laughs> so so this is the craziest thing info is now managing editor and she has me and a, and a dude named ty barbie you know put the rest of the issue together he ends. He ends up interviewing Goody Mob. I forgot who did uh, D'Angelo, mm. and Minya and I. We we just 
doing it, like making sure that we get all the pieces and stuff. And I'm learning like all the intricate parts of a print mag. That was like on Because it's three employees. It's, a, it's <laughs> yeah. just us, you know, and the Slam crew, they helped out so much too. And then um, she ends up getting hired by Vibe. <laughs> and I'm like, yo, I just left over there. Like, what, is, what the, how you going over there? Yo, See, what a bummer that like XXL puts out this editorial letter being like, we're coming for all oh, you guys. Yeah, yeah, yes. And then three issues in. <laughs> There's nobody, there's nobody there. <laughs> You're the only one there. Yo, there was a time, literally, and you can ask anyone there. There was a time that that whole area, it was just me as the editorial guy for Double XL, <laughs> for that strictly because everyone else was from Slam, and until they were able to to staff up. The crazier part about that is once Minya leaves, we 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 close the issue. She leaves, goes to Vibe, Vibe. Double XL ends up getting Sheena Lester, the music editor from Vibe, <laughs> and my man Black Spot, who ran all the uh, online stuff, who I grew up with basically in the game as my brother. Yeah. He comes over as music. I'm like, yo, this is the best ever. And that's when you find out that the uh, publishing world is very small. <laughs> yo, yo, man, it, that bugged me out to no end. And then we just went on like this epic run. Um, that 97 to 99 double XL squad uh, bringing in uh, Bonsu Thompson mm-hmm. as, a, as an intern and Vanessa has been there since yeah. this, this yeah. must be like 90 she must be going on like 19 years or something wow. like that she, or, or 18 definitely because I know she came in around 98 probably wow. 99 um, and the amount of headaches that that woman has had to go through dog, I mean like I'm, I'm just thinking like Everything that I've gone through in the industry, she's going through those things at one place. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's 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 wild. So what was your what was your first uh, title over there? My first title was assistant editor. Assistant editor. And then I became assistant music editor, and then after that, I bounced and I went to like Black Spot and I. We went over to Hook.com, which was mm-hmm. kind of like one of the first. Uh, that was, that was Puffy's Puffy's joint, yeah. pretty but much. But before you go there, at Double XL, what are some of the big like sort of oh, projects that you were a part of? Everything that was dope over there. Everything that was dope. I mean, the main one that we always talk about um, is the Great Day in Harlem. Mm-hmm. There's nothing that really kind of goes over that for me. And that was so that's like a hundred yeah. and how many artists? Uh, no, nah, it was like two hundred and seven. <laughs> yeah, Who was in charge of booking? Uh, at the time, we had the amazing and late great uh, Leslie Smalls as the um, PR director for that for that whole project, Sheena Lester. But it was myself, Ben Osborne, Bonsu Thompson, um, my man Black Spot. We were all hitting those phones, emailing, and then the Honey Crew, Honey Magazine was 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 coming up at that time with Karen Amell and Joycelyn uh, uh, Dingle. It was like all-stars are all-stars at that time. I mean, we don't realize that you're working with nothing but all-stars. Yeah. The whole slam team, it was, it was amazing. So we get to the church up on 125th to get to that legendary step or stoop. You got Shaq coming in <laughs> freestyling to anybody that would listen. Um, was he nice? Shaq was freestyling to anybody that would listen. Uh, uh, nah, he, he did his thing. He was on the stoop like You did not give up. him a double XL. Nah, nah, nah. But he, he definitely, and he was on some like, I'm cooling out all day type stuff. This is 98 
So Shaq, Peak Shaq. Hey, prime Peak Shaq, Shaq. Yeah. Yo, yeah. he's yeah. prime. And he's on the block Shaq chilling Diesel, in yeah. Harlem. Yeah. Like, crazy to me. Yo, how do you keep the, the like, regular, like, ordinary people, like, passers-by away? It was so hard because most most regular people didn't know what was going on. They saw the barricades. Mm-hmm. And how we did it was all the artists would have to go into the church first, up the block, get a Polaroid, sign in so we'll mm-hmm. know that you were there. And then... We had to like try to keep them entertained, and it was hard in the church. Well, no, but Shaq was, was freestyling. <laughs> he was freestyling. You had to go yeah, across the street. Yeah. Shaq was like, "I'm not staying in the church because I want to curse." <laughs> so he went across the street. But um, you had uh, like I was there for the moment when Jada Kiss met Rakim. Wow! And then while he's talking to Rakim for the first time, Slick Rick walks up. And they're all kind of talking. And then Cool Hurt comes over and is like, yo, what, what y'all talking about? I, 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 man, to to be in the center of that room and to turn 360 degrees and, there's, and you could hit a rap superstar, it was the most, the illest thing ever for What me. rap superstars did you hit? <laughs> oh, man. Everybody that I could, man. I mean, one of the illest moments from there was um, – Seeing Mac Ten and Fat Joe because they they had collaborated on some stuff or a movie or something. Seeing the genuine love they had for each other, um, I called Big L myself personally when I realized that we didn't hit him. <laughs> Everybody's getting together and it's starting to form. I'm like, oh shit, L's up the block. I call L. He's like, I'll be there in a minute, yo. When I tell you Big L came in seven minutes or less. <laughs> He should have been. A, did he have like a pizza? I was yeah. about to say he should have had a pizza with him, man. He all he did was just hug me. He was like, "Thank you so much." And we have a picture in that issue together. Um, and then like a couple of months later, he was killed. But we that moment, uh, sticky fingers yelling at Gordon Parks <laughs> to hurry up. Sorry, sticky. Uh, that was mad funny. It was mad. Funny. I don't even know if people really know that was who it was. So um, while you're there, do you understand like how big this was? Uh, only in, when when the last click went off. Yeah. Because then it was like, wow. This is when I knew how big it was. Exactly. There was a moment where Tretch was. We thought Tretch was going to be the last one. And and Tretch and his crew and I, we kind of got into it because they wanted to all be in the photo. I was like, oh, it's only Tretch. And Tretch is like, nah, chill. Da, da, da. So he he makes it on. The the line, the sun line from the roof behind us was starting to creep up on Jermaine Dupree. Because <laughs> he's in the front. So if you look at that cover, it's like it's right at his chin. It's like, we're about to lose him. We're losing Jermaine. We're losing him. That was the whole thing. So... So Russell Simmons, Jada Kiss, Jermaine Dupri, if you look at that cover, they're all in the front. <laughs> and we see this car comes. It's like, <laughs> mad movie. This is the movie. The Jay-Z of, you know, back in the day, it's Run. Yeah. Run from Run DMC. He's the last one. And, you know, he now he's, he's Rev. Right. Yeah. So he's walking up, and everybody's like, run, because we're losing Jermaine. You know what I'm saying? But he's thinking they're just calling his name. So he's like, they're like, run. He's like, run. That's right. That's right. Run, baby. Oh, and he's walking. They're like, run. No. So he's like, I'm not running so I can fall. Y'all can make fun of me. And he gets up in front, and he's like there. And I don't even know if he's on the on the cover. I, I think, I, like, they got the shots off, but I don't know if that shot oh made it. Oh, my God. You have that moment. It was, but this was the one. Everybody is dispersing now. 
it's the last shot happened. Two hundred and something rappers are all walking off. Off to the subway. Off off to the subway. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And Bill Clinton was in town that day, so traffic was horrible. Oh my god. So the presidential, you know how the traffic yeah, is. Yep. Lauren Hill pulls up oh. as everyone is oh warm up god. and you just see the tears. And when I saw that, I was like, Oh shit, this <laughs> is serious. I remember I think uh Quamega just walked up. Wow. But when I saw Lauren Hill in the car, like upset like that, yeah. I was like, nah, B, this is something else. What's, something what really else. sucks is that she's always on time. <laughs> and so like, it's crazy that she would be. Crazy. <laughs> it's crazy that she would just miss this incredible yeah. moment like that. The one time Come she's on, late. Man. The one time yeah. she's late ever. <laughs> um, that's amazing. Like yeah, the whole man. thing. So, I mean, like, um, you know, who, whose idea was it, by the way? So from what I understand, when I got there, they had, they had like an edit meeting. Uh, at XXL, and I think it came up in the edit meeting. Hmm. So it could have been anyone from the original crew to Info being in on it, and I, I, I believe Tony Dravino was in on it. Don Morris, what up, Don? Big shout to Don Morris. He was the creative director back then. So I think it came out of an edit meeting. I don't know who in particular, but not Lauren Hill. <laughs> it wasn't Lauren. Oh. <laughs> we did a we did a video when we were doing yeah. sketches. Um, that was we imagined what Jay-Z and Beyonce's wedding planning would be like oh, in terms man. of like seating arrangements. If you were to invite like all of hip hop there, you couldn't sit like, you know, Wayne next to the clips. You couldn't right. sit, you know, like Mace next. To, you know, all these people yeah. couldn't be next to each other. When you're dealing with that in real life, Ooh, who did you have man. on separate ends and keep away from each other? It, oh, man, it's funny. It was more of a personal thing. You had to keep certain rappers from different writers. Oh, really? Probably, yeah. And and I think you also had to... Um, I think there was like... was it? There wasn't any necessary tension between the rappers themselves. If they had issue, I think they made sure that they didn't mm-hmm. get in their own, their own way. But um, for the most part, it was cool. That's good. Yeah, for the most part. Well, you grew cool. up at a time when like rappers had like actual problems with writers. Like, oh, did, yeah. Isn't it crazy how like now it's not that... I mean... Say for the thing Joe Button did uh, yeah, recent. Yeah, yeah. Right. Um, I think it's because the artists have like this direct connection now to be able to to get at them um, discreetly if they want to, mm-hmm. and or out in the open. Mm-hmm. Uh, back then, you had to wait until I see you. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like you can just go into whatever magazine and be like, "Yeah, I hate this ex writer or whatever." Now, you could just say that on Twitter and just be good with it. Yeah, yeah. Go on your snap and, and and get at them. I hate this I hate this review or whatever the case is. So times have changed so much in that regard. Yeah. So you decide to leave Double XL. Yes. Go go to hook.com and Did then you know Puff before that? Yes. Yes. I, like like but not like hey yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Not like get it, get it, yeah, take that, take that. It wasn't like that. Um, you weren't an impersonator. Nah, nah, it wasn't that. But um, we got cool during that time a mm. lot more, uh, and that's when he was going through the gun, the gun, yeah, mm-hmm. the, the murder or uh, uh, the attempted murder charge. Right, was right, it your right, gun? <laughs> nah, you know, but I told him where to get it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But um, how was he to work with? He was, he was incredibly um, puff. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like that can't stop, won't stop. Mm-hmm. Dot. Yeah, I was like, yeah, that's how the meetings were, you know. And I, re- I remember one in, one meeting in in particular where we were all talking about the future of um, 
I don't know if y'all remember Palm Pilots. Yeah, sure. Yeah, remember yeah. those? And you had the little stylus yeah. and all yeah. that. It was green and Listen, you're talking to us about enhanced CDs. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Palm Pilots were a little bit bigger than that. <laughs> Palm Pilots were cool. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, I remember him saying something about, yeah, they're going to they're gonna find a way to get a lot more information in this. I'm like, yeah, they're going to start charging. I, I, I put mine up. I was like, they're going to start charging. <laughs> and he was like, they're going to put a credit card in there. That's what they're going to do. Trust me. <laughs> We got yeah, he's right. Yo, he was on it. Right. He was on it on it. He was like, they're gonna find a way to put a credit card on this. And people <laughs> was looking at him kind of like, mm. yo, Puff was right. He was right. <laughs> yeah, Puff was right. He was right. Yeah. How long did you last over there? We were there. Well, how from, long did hook.com last? Yes, that, that's the crazy we got there. It was H O O K T dot com, which yes. is like so yeah. it was so, so late nineties. Yo, is that the illest <laughs> yo, it used to be the site. Y'all remember the site they used to get at everybody? Damn, why can't I think of it? It's right the real.com. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Y'all back to the future shit. Um it'll come to me later. Yeah. But uh we got there like late ninety nine and then I ended up leaving to start King magazine in in May of two thousand one. So I was like one of the last of the Mohicans the on there. Yeah. Oh my goodness. I was like it felt like a sinking ship. Every day I was going in, like, oh my God. We went from like maybe seventy something employees all the way down to like maybe under 20. Wow. <laughs> and it's crazy to see all your friends either get fired or leave or just like just just sitting. And that internet bubble bursting back then, mm-hmm. man, that was some of the scariest shit because all the other positions that you had before you got there were filled. It was no one else opening up slots. So for me, I was super fortunate that Harris um, Publications was like, yo, why don't you come and start that magazine you was talking about before you left? But that was the only reason why I left was because Double XL didn't want to expand on just the music, mm-hmm. and because I felt like oh, I had like the upfront section, so I was getting all the letters, handwritten letters from people. They wouldn't, they would hardly ever ask about the music. Hmm. They'll be like, "What shoes are those? What girl is that on page ninety-seven? Y'all seen the girl in this video? Yo, those rims and such and such." And I'm just sitting here like, "Wait, whoa!" <laughs> They're not even asking about Scarface new new record. They want to know what are these things, and like around him. Yeah, yeah. like what's yeah. all of this other stuff? And I was like, that's the lifestyle. So I wanted to make something that encompassed the lifestyle outside. So it of wasn't just music. you being like, I want to work with uh, half naked women. No, nah, of course <laughs> and, not, and take pictures of them. Of, of, of course not, yeah. man. I mean, who wants to do their everyday job like Jet Beauty of the Week? Yeah. Who wants to do that? That wasn't my intention, Jeff. <laughs> Come on, man. I'm a journalist. <laughs> yeah, yeah, please. That's the hard-hitting questions. So how long did it take you to get that off the ground? Um, they hit me. I came up with the idea like in 99. Mm-hmm. Um, and, 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 and in its original form, it was really geared towards like car. Mm-hmm. Like all the cut because everybody wanted to know what were the rims. Yeah. That was the thing back then. Yeah. Spree wells. All, yeah, all of that. They just they spinning, <laughs> yeah. they spinning. But then when we started Eye Candy in Double XL, they always wanted to know who that girl was and if she had friends. Mm-hmm. Especially <laughs> she had, yeah. especially especially the guys that were locked up. Yeah. Letters they would, she have yes, and if you and they would write her. They would first this is how the letters used to go. <laughs> this is free email extra shit. It would be a letter. With two, it will be an envelope with two letters inside. One for me or whoever was doing it, <laughs> and then one for the woman. So it would be almost identical. It'd be like, tell her, 
And it would be like, let me know if you got a friend. I'm like, yo, you said the same shit to him. Like, yo, what the fuck? Um, I can't believe you were reading her letters. I, hell yeah, it was. It was coming to us. Yeah. <laughs> this is a us thing, baby girl. That's a federal offense. It sure is. Yeah. <laughs> it's a federal offense to slap it. Did you ever forward any of those letters? Sometimes, I, Sometimes I would. Sometimes I would. What if it was just, like, just this for, is my daughter and I for, need to get in touch with her? Just for yeah. jokes. Yeah. yeah. Just so they would know, like, yo, you have you have a following. Yeah. Like, look. This here, one here creep. This guy that's up in Sing Sing. <laughs> yeah. He, he really adores you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he, said, well, he, he really said, wants to know your, about your friends, though. No, no. Yeah, he really yeah. wants to know about your friends and if you have any extra pants. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who, got, who got the most letters? Ooh, man. For King? Yeah. yeah oh, who had the, the biggest days? fan base? Melissa Ford, mm-hmm. Gloria Velez. Velez, sure. Oh, Vita Guerrero. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah Vita yeah. was like, Yo. oh, Buffy. Yep. yep. <laughs> um, Kai Toy. Just all the like, yeah, the Mount Rushmore. Yeah, the yeah. Ma- that's the uh, those were I the have ones. A bunch of letters to give you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, you yo, man, you... trust me, I save them. <laughs> <laughs> Just don't read them. <laughs> so, um. Yeah, what what cover made the biggest splash? You think in your in your time? Um, there there were two, there were three that I consider the ones that like really got us. Over. When you had all of them on 125th Street. That's right. <laughs> yo, yo, it used to be crazy when I used to go uptown or any city, any city. I was good. I remember going to Atlanta and I needed a haircut, <laughs> and I went into a bar shop. I was, it was just like, yo, the king dude. I was like, yo, I'm famous. <laughs> I'm famous. It was crazy. I was in the airport one time. This old white lady was like, excuse me. I was like, no, you can't. Um, but yeah, I, w- I would say the cover that really set it off for us was um, Maya. Mm. Maya's cover because Game mentioned it yep. in, in, yeah. in the video. Yep. And then it was like, and he showed it. I was yeah. like, yo, this is crazy. Uh, wait, what? you want to know what the worst performing one was? Which, I read an article about this in, okay, uh, in the New York Times. <laughs> Let me see if you know. Brandy. Yes, it was. <laughs> it was. It was. They, they singled her out in the New York Times because they were like, I couldn't believe they did that, yo. It was so rude. <laughs> yo, it was funny because they asked, like, you know, which one had, which one reaction was was kind of like slowed down and it was it was brandy's i'm gonna blame it on the shot mm. well she looked thin yeah i'm I blaming on the shot and my thing was i was equal opportunity i was mm-hmm. like look yeah. i'm gonna put thick girls in i'm gonna put small girls in short girls you know slim sure uh, that was my thing and and the main thing was dark versus light yeah mm-hmm. and it was like yo you gotta have the whole the That's whole the spectrum, spectrum. Yep. And, yeah and that was the thing so she hit that sweet spot of dark slim and they were like uh at the time she wasn't like as open with her sexuality mm-hmm. you know yeah. like or as as comfortable i would say she was as still you, like, sitting on top of the world yeah and, you know yeah. just coming off that yeah, that yeah, whole yeah. thing and i mean the issue before was probably like buffy or somebody so yeah, it's yeah. like yo <laughs> come on v but then they, they got a quote from her and she was like i'm trying to gain weight or something yeah, and it she was, was just like, like oof like, i'm trying to get my booty up yeah I'm trying to get my booty up well, how, she was real how yeah. hard a sell is that to her and her team back then it wasn't as hard mm-hmm. the people that were super hard and that i it still pains me that we didn't get them um, Serena Williams, because mm-hmm. black men got them, and I, I found out how they got them. <laughs> got her. Uh, Halle Berry, mm. I really wanted her, and I remember, I think Stuff, Stuff was like on fire back then. <laughs> they were more on fire well, than Maxim. Like, yeah, it was like the whole Lad Mad thing. Yo, right, it was, right? yeah, so it was I was right in that. FHM. FHM. Yeah. Yo, fuck Arena. FHM, right? <laughs> hey, yeah, word. Yeah. Arena. Um, and then we went, we went, 
to bat for Beyonce like five times. Wow. Five times, man. At least five times. How are you pitching her? Well, also, are you pitching her father? No. At the time, at the time we were pitching uh, Yvette her her publicist mm-hmm. over at Columbia and the Columbia team like it was a couple of times you know Yvette she she uh she's the best I love her <laughs> she entertained us oh wow yeah she entertained us basically was like yeah let me see what you guys got yeah, this yeah, year yeah yeah nah not feeling that <laughs> so it was just like you like trying to take her out to dinner and being like so like here's the idea and she's like great dinner <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the, the, this this yeah. has been a cool tea and crumpets because <laughs> yeah. we didn't even make dinner she's like this she had tea in her office yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was like yeah I'll have a glass <laughs> this time I know to get something yeah because <laughs> I'm walking out of here with nothing baby yeah, not, e- not even Michelle <laughs> not even Michelle now hold on though we gave this was so dope the other day because now that we're over at Billboard mm-hmm. you know Vibe is over under the Billboard yeah. um, umbrella Kelly Rowland came in mm-hmm. for her book to to um, promote a book, and she wants to do a King cover. She came. She saw me. I, I, they was like, "Yo, Kelly's over there." And I walked over, and she was like, "Yo, what's <laughs> up, Dave?" I was like, "Oh shit, she remembered yeah, me." Yeah, yeah. And she was like, "Yo, this guy, he gave me my first cover. That's right. He gave me my first co- my first solo cover. Yeah, and it was with King. Yeah, and you know, we was going, and at that point, we didn't even ask for Beyonce yet." We hmm. went for we went for Kelly. Wow. Is that because at that time Beyonce was thought to not even be a, as as good as as Ashanti? Well, no. <laughs> I will say this though. I think why we went because at the time her and Nelly they were that song was crazy. Yep. Yeah, that song was crazy. Dilemma. And and then the Grammy. I think the Grammy had just happened. They wow. won a Grammy for that, I believe. Mm-hmm. Before Beyonce won a Grammy. I think like that was kind of crazy. But Beyonce was in an Austin Powers movie. <laughs> yeah, so. she was doing her thing, man. She was doing. Did her she really thing. need a Grammy? She, you know, I, I don't think she needed it at that time. Yeah. Was there any cover you had to pull? Did I ever pull a cover? Uh, no. You got the AirTag Challenge Twos on, man. Those yeah. are my favorite. <laughs> Man, I here. know that, Jeff, man. Yeah. Yo, those are, I had like them a, on yesterday. Man. I'm a sneakerhead. <laughs> exactly. I said it naturally, right? Yeah, yeah, easy. Yeah. Um, I don't think we ever had to pull a cover, but I've had like super crazy, no pun intended, dilemmas with them. Mm-hmm. You know, um, having to change them and uh, maybe delay, mm-hmm. um, switch out. Yeah. I had to switch out covers before. You've double booked or. <laughs> A double book. It, whenever I double book, I split it. it you know, I'll, I'll split a cover. Um, but the one that really bugged me out was uh, Tyra Banks because the team had told me, and it's a famous story, but mm-hmm. it, they had told me that we used her as like a um, placeholder for the logo choosing mm-hmm. when mm-hmm. we first started King. And they were like laughing at me, like, oh, he, he's using Tyra as the place code. No, oh, he think he's going to get Tyra. It was, yo, it was like, they were really like laughing. But then you would, you would end up like sending things to her yes. for her birthday, like yes. flowers or whatever. Right? I, I would, every birthday and Valentine's Day. And um, she finally said yes. What'd you think when Game Put Out wouldn't get far? Oh, <laughs> man. Ooh. When I saw it wouldn't get far, it was like, damn, he's rapping like how I think sometimes. <laughs> Like, I was like one of those, like, ooh, damn, game. It, it was kind of ill. I, I felt bad for the homies that were, yeah, sure. that were getting called out in there. But it was like one of those records where he was just kind of like fed up, you know. Um, it's also like a newer version of um, All About You. Mm-hmm. Dun, dun, yeah. uh, like when Snoop at the end, he's like, yo, I seen you in the homies Nate Dog video. And I just seen you in J.O. Felony video. And then she was just, it was like one yeah, of those, you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. It was crazy. 
Um, back to uh, Big L. Yes. How did you meet him the first time? Wow. So great question. Um, my my cousin, his mom, she lived on 140th in Lenox, mm. and we didn't know. You know that was the popping block. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. So we get up there to go to go visit because he was still living in Brooklyn. His mom was living uptown. We would go visit her, and it was always popping on that block. We was like, "Yo, you want to go to Harlem? You want to go see him?" Because <laughs> we knew that it was gonna be crazy over there. And then whenever we would walk by 139th, coming from the 135th um, train station. Um, all the NFL dudes would be there and they would be on the corner and L would always be on the corner. So we would walk up the block, see them, and then go up go up one fortieth. Everybody playing ball, kids outside, everything. And then, you know, us being from Brooklyn, we would just sit outside <laughs> on the stoop and you just start meeting people. So we would go every so often and then one time I went up, I was like, yo, that dude looked familiar. I think I saw him on video music box or something. And I was like, yo, my cousin's name is L. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, yo, L, I think that's L. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, and I have famous stories with him too. He's like, leave him alone, day. Because I was the guy that would always go up to the celebs and stuff. And he's like, leave him alone, day. I was like, nah. So I go over and like, yo, man, you big L. I like that um, Devil's Son joint. He was like, word, oh, dude. But he was still kind of like. Who these dudes? Yeah. You know what I mean? But then he started seeing us all the time. I would always give him a pound when I woke up. And then I started my internship because I probably met, met L like in 93, mm. maybe 93. So real I was early. still Yeah, I was yeah. still in high school. Yeah. I was still in high school. And then whenever we would go up there for Harlem week, he would be over by that McDonald's on the other side, mm-hmm. like seeing the procession or whatever. And we chilled with them. Like, yeah, that was just Big L that I knew that was a rapper. You know what I mean? And then as he started getting bigger and I started getting into the game, we just stayed in constant contact. So I would meet him at like SOBs or whatever. Um, I would see him all over the place. And then just before just before he passed, man, it was like I was with Jay-Z um, during this big uh, Murder, Inc. story. And when I came back from that trip, that's when I heard on the radio, like it was crazy. And I'm like, nah, this can't be. So I called his number, you know, like, and I was just like bugging because he told me everything that was about to happen, all the things that he had set up with flamboyant and, you know, me being in the game now, I was like, yo, at least I have an avenue to be able to shine some light on him. Mm. And it, it, it just pained me so much. So we were, we were about to close that Murder, Inc. issue and we had to put like the whole Rest in Peace Big L on there. And what I did was I went to one of um, Digging in the Crates recording sessions and I interviewed the whole team mm-hmm. and uh, asked them what was their favorite, you know, verse and song and moment and all that. And that's how I got cool with Digging in the Crates. So we still cool to this day as well. And how did you find out that, that Big L had passed? I was um, I was actually in the car coming from the airport, how I remember it. And it came on the radio. I think Ed Lover mm. was like on the radio at the time back then on Hot 97. And I'm like, in my head, I was like, yo, my man, can you turn that up? And back then, I would take the air, the, I would take the cab from the airport to the office. I wouldn't even go home. That's how crazy I was. Mm-hmm. And I went straight to the office, and I was super early. I was the only one in the office that day. And I turned on the radio from like leaving the the, the car, just running up. And I'm like, yo, this can't be happening. So I'm in the double XL office mm-hmm. listening to to what happened. That's how I remember it. Um, 
the cover for Murder Inc. Yeah, with the baseball bats. Yes, yes, that was one of the illest times of my life, man. Because uh, I had to spend time with all three of those dudes mm-hmm. in their camps. Yeah. So if you open up that issue, it's not just Jay, you know, X and Ja. It's Rough Riders, Rockefeller, and Murder Inc. Right. And I had to travel the country with them. And um, DMX was the toughest. Sure. <laughs> he went to sleep because they told him the photo shoot was at 6 p.m. And it was actually at 9 p.m. <laughs> and he actually got there early for the first time ever. Wow. I think it was like 5.30 or something. <laughs> and he was pissed. <laughs> Yo. DMX was pissed. He was so pissed. He just let the dogs off the leash. I was like, oh, my God. These big ass monster pits. They had to, like, call his wife to come and, like, wake him up. I remember Jay, because it had to be late because Jay had something to do. Ja got there around the call time exactly. But Jay's flight was late, and I think he was flying private from Teterboro. So he had to not only get to Jersey, but then get from Jersey to Midtown Manhattan. It took forever. X was losing it. <laughs> and then uh, when Jay got there, Jay tried to wake him real quick. <laughs> he, he gave him a nudge. <laughs> X was like, <laughs> Jay was like, he put his arms up. He walked over and started getting ready. I remember that. I was dying. Yo. I was dying. That shit was mad funny. Um, So their whole camps, Irv's there. Irv. Irv Dame was, is there. It was really about Irv. Yeah. That's that's that was his yeah. that was his yeah, thing. It yeah. was really like the story is about Irv and Irv and I have had a twenty year relationship now, like ups and downs, craziness, all that. I love seeing what he's doing with Tails, but um, it was really about Irv's whole push to make that happen. And then I had to get with Dame and the whole Rockefeller crew, mm-hmm. which was crazy. I did that whole stint with Jay and Dame and all of them out in um in Cali, mm-hmm. which was monumental. Cause we went to like Brandy's birthday party, and thin Brandy, thin Brandy, <laughs> yeah, and um, skinny Brandy, probably like how um, I want to be down Brandy, probably or some yeah, shit, yeah. And um, that was like one of my first big celebrity birthday parties, w- going with celebrities, yeah. You know, like I've been to other ones, but I, I'm standing next to Jay Z, and Bleak is right next to me, <laughs> and we just like, I'm like, yeah. That's right. It's the rock, baby. It's the rock. I'm here. Yo, Jay, you good? You good, Jay? All right, man. I'm good, too. Yeah, it was like Your one of the like posture changes, too. Like, <laughs> you got to because yeah. it was one of those things. But um, it was a wild time because he wouldn't talk to me on record. Jay, Jay wouldn't. wouldn't. Jay wouldn't. He wouldn't talk to me on record. He would only talk if the recorder wasn't on it was the weird it was almost like a cartoon did he know that you were a journalist yes yeah, he, he knew like, i had the job to do but <laughs> yeah it was like he was he was being an asshole <laughs> on purpose and if i turned it off and he's like yeah man so like, with you and all that and i'll be like click and he'd be like <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> yo i was like what the fuck so if you read the story this is the secret to it if you read the story it's a lot about Jay. Yeah, it's yeah. a right around. It's a right around. Yeah. But I took quotes when he finally spoke. <laughs> you know, like in general public, and he was mega cool. Yeah, yeah. it was just like he just wouldn't let you do your job. No, he would not. He would not. He was like, nah, which man, is not cool. Man. He was um, like, that's like, yo. Did he know you were from Brooklyn? He knew everything. <laughs> we like, yo, we were little. We were sitting down looking at cartoons. We were all like planning like what was going to happen later for the for the boxing match. 
I was very much in it. Yeah. It was just like he wasn't trying to do that. He wasn't trying to talk for that. Did you and, guys have a relationship before this? Uh, Yes, but a, a small one. A mm-hmm. small one. Like, you know, he, he knew what I did. He knew of my work. But I wasn't like the big dog writer yet. You right. know what I mean? My, the... The story I did before that that really made a lot of noise was cannabis. Mm. Um, my, my cannabis story, uh, for, cover story for Double XL. Mm-hmm. And then that J one was the one that blew me up even more. But what was wild was like, I knew his team. I knew Bleak, I knew Tata. Mm-hmm. Um, even they man Chitty Bang. I know it's a crazy name, but Chitty Bang, <laughs> what up? Um, it was a, it was a weird time. they talk. <laughs> Everybody was talking. Except Everybody, for Jay. Jay. Jay was very cool, calm, collected, and would only speak in, like, hushed tones and laughs and stuff like that. But he was very much active within the crew. Mm-hmm. It, he wasn't going to sit down and give you an interview at that right. time. Do you still hate him? Nah, man, because he's giving me mad more interviews after that. Just we laugh sure. about that. Yeah, we yeah. laugh about that. And he's, he's actually allowed me to do some major campaigns with him for rock aware which i love like that was like in 07 that was like one of my first real big major campaigns um they even used my daughter in one that's awesome uh we did, we did Yo, a that's bunch, how you man. get stuff done in the in the in the magazine industry yeah. right you, yeah you you lend your family you, yo you <laughs> gotta their, offer uh, them up man yeah. here's, my, here's my firstborn man <laughs> there you go you know what i'm saying but um it, it was wild because while we were there doing that on that trip, he was doing the Money Cash Hoes video and Jigga What, Jigga Who video. Yeah. And I got to see, like, that whole process on someone who was, like, on that level at that time. He was yeah. the guy. That was the album. And to see that happen during that time was incredible. And Beans, that was Beans' first trip to Cali. Whoa. And that was the, while I was doing the, the whole Murder, Inc. story, I was like, damn, this is the story that I'm missing out on. This this raw street guy from philly me and him taking a cab all the way back to the hotel and he's rhyming the whole time i'm hearing like unreleased raps from beanie siegel in the back of a cab and he has me cracking up <laughs> you know what i mean like it's it's like all these little hip-hop tidbits that start to come back now mm-hmm. you know it, like stuff like that was just crazy how is it with uh with ja jay and dmx all together for the shoot for the shoot that was dope man to to be able to see them um actually come together and do that i was like oh man this album's gonna be crazy <laughs> and of course we don't have the album right <laughs> but they actually did make tracks together and i'm sure irv has more than what he's saying he has yeah but um it would have been dope to i even. mean it would have been unreal yo dog that's I like mean, the three top artists Yo, Def coming Jam. together yeah. at once on on the same label. Yeah, yeah. was was Lior at the um, Lior was at the helm then. Like, but was he at, was he at the shoot? Did Lior come? I can't remember if he came or not. He might have. Supreme was there. Yeah, huh? Supreme was wow. there, and Supreme came up to me. Did and, you wear your uh, your your Red Devil stuff? <laughs> nah, <laughs> not at all. <laughs> it was just wild to be able to meet the guy that everyone talked about before I even got in the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You heard about Supreme team from Queens? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And to actually meet him and and him come over and be like, yo, you have any issue? <laughs> Holla at me. Amazing. Jesus. I was like. Terrifying. Yeah, yeah. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Got you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if I have any problem. <laughs> yeah. Nah, but it was, it was dope. Like, that whole shoot was incredible. Big shout out to Gabby over at E1. Mm-hmm. Because at the time, Gabby was. Um, she was at on Def a, Jam. Yeah, yeah. Def Jam mm-hmm. on the publicity team. Yeah. And she and I, 
you know, and and Don Morris concocted that whole thing to make it happen, and then Jonathan Mannion with the shots, yeah, yeah, yeah. crazy. Was 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 Gabby um, like the the sort of dog whisperer? She can control like it was tough. It, it was it was hard. It was hard for her to do yeah. anything with any of the artists, but she was so cool. They would do it. And she still you know is. What I mean, cool. she yeah, is yeah, so Gabby cool. Peluso. Like, yeah. you got and that was back when it was hard to get artists to do anything. They just wanted to just well, make now it's music. So easy. <laughs> yeah, it's easy because like everybody's me, me, me. I like let me yeah. let me get up in the front. Mm-hmm. You got a DMX that. Did you pray with him? No, <laughs> I did not. But um, I was pray praying. For you? I was <laughs> I was praying the whole time that those dogs didn't <laughs> didn't turn on me, man. There's some big ass dogs, man. Yo, it was crazy. Um, you got to hear uh, College Dropout like eight months before it came out. It was so crazy, man. What so, was that release party like? Yo, man. The, it, I guess it wasn't a release party. It, wasn't, it was like a, a, a listening party. Yeah, it was, it was. A preview or something. It was It was like a preview, but the preview I got for College Dropout was outside of Soho House after the, I think the Neptunes did the Clones album. Mm-hmm. And... For, <laughs> I'm laughing because Pharrell. All right, so we're in the clones listening session, uh, listening party. Yeah, in in the Soho house, and uh, I'm up against the bars, a bunch of us. Pharrell's making his rounds around the room, and Kanye is talking to me, and you know this is my first, loudly, yeah, and he has on all white. It was like <laughs> back then, it was like yo, why this guy got on? Is he about to go paint? Like, <laughs> like what's going on? He got on all white, and he's like. He's talking, you know, talking with his hands, real excited and all that. And I remember, yo, I'm sorry, <laughs> Pharrell. I remember Pharrell coming up to me like, yo, dude, it's going to talk to you <laughs> for a while. Be ready. I was like, I, I, he's like, no, I'm, I'm serious. And then he just, then he, you know, like Pharrell, he just, poof. Yeah, yeah. And then he just went off into the, <laughs> I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. Wow, Kanye's talking to me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> it was like some cartoon shit. <laughs> so I'm thinking like he's done, and then we saw it, like it's it's ending, and we're going. He was like, Nah, you know what? You gotta hear the shit though. You gotta hear the shit though. You gotta hear the shit though. So I'm like, All right, cool, cool, cool. He was like, Yeah, cause I love that shit you be doing in the magazine and everything, man. That shit's hot, hot. So we're going down. We're about to go down to the elevator. But it's packed over there. And he's still talking loudly. And it's, so it's like publicists and stuff are looking. And I'm like, yo, why don't we take the steps? <laughs> he's like, all right, all right. So we go taking the steps. That's so house. We get outside. He was like, yo, I'm going to get my car. His car's right out there. Black G-Wagon mm-hmm. that you used to rap yep, about. Yep, yep, yep. He jumps in. And um, me and my man Jay, uh, Jermaine Hall, mm-hmm. Jay brings his phone out. He has like this new Nokia that could record. <laughs> So I'm like, I'm looking at Jay phone like, oh. So then Kanye, his name was bubbling, but nobody had heard the album. And mm-hmm. he only had like preliminary cuts. He he goes into the G5 and he starts playing the album. Like, all right, so what I'm going to do for this video is da 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 I'm like, damn, he got the videos all the way out and the songs ain't even done yet. And But then you start hearing... Um, the joint with Lauryn Hill and mm-hmm. you start hearing Jesus Walks and you start hearing all this. I'm like, damn. <laughs> I'm outside of the soul house hearing like what is to become this classic and I'm like alright he's talking crazy but damn this shit is kind of <laughs> ill so then I'm like yo you know what you gotta come up to the office 
I'm I'm in between issues right now. I need you to meet up with um, Elliot Wilson because he's over at Double XL. He was like, yeah, 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 I'm with it, I'm with it. So maybe like a couple of days or, we, or maybe even weeks. He comes through. Funniest shit ever. He comes through. And, um, oh, the, by the way, the cops made us turn the music down. <laughs> he was like, man, you know, <laughs> that Kanye man. Um, he comes through and I take him in the back. Elliot used to have this uh, office all the way in the back. No windows. No windows, just a, a clo- it was basically a big <laughs> ass closet, and he would he would play his music mad loud. So Kanye comes in and he's playing all these records for L, and L is typing, looking at his screen while Kanye's yelling <laughs> in his ear, and he's like not paying attention, not bobbing nothing. So Kanye's like looking at me like, but he's still like rapping. He's damn near on top of Elliot's table, <laughs> like. Like on top of this shit, like, like yo, screaming like Jesus walks, <laughs> like, like he's on the fucking MTV Awards. Oh my and God. Elliot was just unfazed. Elliot was like tap 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 yeah. tap, tap, tap. <laughs> It should have been a typewriter because it would have been oh better. Like ding, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like just please. And then you know we leave. And he was like, that went well. <laughs> that went well. I was like, uh, kinda. <laughs> Did Jermaine actually tape it? He he got like maybe remember this is like the first time when these things were yeah yeah, yeah. he got like fifteen seconds of a of a track like nothing significant oh that was like huge back then yeah fifteen yeah. seconds that was it but he was on the outside of the car trying to get it so you also have like street New York noise and shit. yeah 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 yo yo money yo, yeah, yo. it was Johnny Nunez outside yeah, just yeah, like yeah click yeah. click click yeah you know what I mean um so but, so you you bought into it all the way like being able to see. Kanye early, um, especially with my man Hip Hop, mm-hmm. who who was like, "Yo, this kid's gonna be special." Uh, we did like one of the first features on him. I was so mad when, and this was for King. Um, we called him a coming king. That was like kind of our version of the freshman before we did the freshman because I did the freshman. Yep, yep. Um, so having Kanye come through back then was 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 huge. And then like maybe four or five years later, he came straight to our office after the his MTV performance with Jamie Foxx. And I was like, damn, man, just a few years ago, you was just, like, trying to get up in here. You're, like, the biggest fucking thing right now. Crazy. And he was going through, I remember he was going through my computer looking for, like, hot girls for video. <laughs> That's what he was, he was like, yo, this is the only folder? <laughs> you don't got another folder? I remember saying, this is the only folder? You got a secret folder? <laughs> it's like, nah, that's the real folder. Um, I, I was with Kanye uh, at his first Grammys, um, for college dropout. Yep. And there was one. Was that the tuxedo? That was um, um, no, the first one. I, I, I told you so. Was that no, no, no? Oh, okay, no, that was this, it. This, this was the that. first one. Um, and he, he, he. I was with him the whole week, and he went to a bunch of different functions. But one of them, it was like a luncheon, and he got on stage and was talking about how he didn't want to do any more covers unless he, the artist, was paid and wanted to take wow. a stand to do that. Wow. Um, how do you feel about like the idea of that even today? Um, we never paid for a cover, to pay someone to get on a cover. We never did that. Uh, I, don't, I don't think that's what the magazine's uh, intent is to do to pay somebody to get on their joint. You know what I mean? Because it is promo for you. 
but then they're looking at it like you're making money off me. Right. So it's 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 like do you do you make uh does MTV have to pay you to come to the awards? Right. To for you to promote your your record? No. What they'll do is they're gonna play your your video more. Mm-hmm. So it's that kind of currency right. rather than the actual monetary. Mm-hmm. You know, there is some kind of exchange. Totally. You know what I mean? Um, right. Some people offer up their daughters to be in photo yes. shoots. <laughs> there you go. Rockefeller, you know, that's, clothing, that, whatever. That's yeah. what you have to do sometimes. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I have three of them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> one one can go out there and go ahead and make something of herself. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um. So, how does the freshman cover come about? Come, to, come, to, come together. So this, this yeah. Is, why'd you put Extentacion on there? Oh man, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Elliot Elliot Lee's Double XL. Yep. Um, I'm editorial director of like three different magazines. While that happens, no big deal. Yeah, you yeah. know, just thirty pages a day yeah, editing. Yeah. You know, yeah. easy <laughs> shit. And I'm like, I'm laughing. At like because I'm like yo, whoever has to take that man's spot <laughs> is gonna have the hardest, most you know brain crunching time ever. I was like, that's some big shoes to fill. Well, and for people who don't understand, Elliot's personality was, you know, in the editor's note every yep. issue. It was he was he was the face. He was the mm-hmm. the brains behind it. He was everything. And and for eight it, years, and it ended in a in a in a second. yeah. So you go from eight years of having him rule with an iron fist and 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 kind of wrestle the the magazine hip hop crown from the source and you know battle vibe to him just not being there anymore and I was just like damn man that's crazy I'm looking from down the hall and you know that's the homie and I felt and I was like damn that's gonna be crazy but then I started hearing like all the different names that they were throwing around I was like man I feel for those dudes and then next thing you know they hit me <laughs> they was like yeah so uh we were thinking <laughs> I was like Y'all better think again. <laughs> and they start throwing some numbers around. I was like, yeah, let me think about it. But you, but you had failed math. Yeah, I failed math, but I knew my numbers that yeah. I knew. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That I knew my number. Right. So I was just like, um, at first I wasn't going to do it. But then I like I started there too. Like that's where I really started my print run yeah. in 97. And this is like now 2008. Mm-hmm. And what was funny is when we left, Double XL. This is the craziest thing. When we left Double XL to go to to Hook, mm-hmm. Scoop Jackson was the interim editor in chief, and he let me write the editor's letter Whoa. that month. And I talked about like how crews come together, they disband to come back together again and rule in the future. Whoa. That's what I said back in '99. And then I read it, and I was like, "Yo, what the fuck was I on? Like I was coming back, like on some, you know, McFly shit." Right. Like, so that bugged me out. So I ended up being editor in chief. Did you talk to Elliot before you took the position? I did not. I did not talk to him. I, I don't believe. Or yeah, you know what? I'm bugging. I'm bugging. Yes, I did. I did hit him. I hit him. and was like, "Yeah, Yo. we don't tolerate lies in this yeah, podcast." Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Nah, I'm, I'm bugging. <laughs> I, I did hit him, and he, and he was like, "Yo, Dave, do your thing." I remember that. That's really yes. decent of him. Yeah. It was. Yeah. It was because he could have been like, fuck you. Yeah. yeah <laughs> you know yeah, what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. But it's he not was too like, late for him to yeah, be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He could still do it. Yeah. But he was like, nah, yo, Dave, do your thing. I remember that because I didn't want it to be like, oh, hi, I'm up here. You right. know what I'm saying? So did that. And then as it, I was just like analyzing over the years, like everything that worked for the brand, I was like, all right, all of these things work because Elliot was able to make those things work. You know, like the the Wayne covers, the 50 Cent covers, the he did one of the illest covers ever with 
Eminem, Dre, and Fifty. Like yep. the time that's the could, top selling yo, cover WSL, ever, right? Yeah, it's like in, insane, yo. So when when I saw that, I was like, damn, man, you got to come up with something that's gonna that's gonna stick. The things that worked for for King for us were things that we did annually. And since I had had up until that point King for about seven or almost eight years, I knew like our coming Kings where we said this is who's going to be hot next year. That always worked for us. Our web girl annual always worked for us. All those type of things. So, excuse me, I saw the issue that he did like um, a few months prior with Boozy. Um, who else was it? It was like Boozy. That was the Crooked Eye. New, yeah. Leaders of New Cool. All, all of right? those guys. Yep. Mm-hmm. It was 10 of them. Yeah. Leaders of the New New School. New School. I'm sorry. Yeah. 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 New Leaves Cool of, is uh, yeah. Dom's event. That's yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 What up, Dom? Yeah. Um, so they had like 10 of those guys, all white jackets and all that. But you couldn't tell who they were because they, they're all dark. It's a dark background. These white jackets are popping. All it was was hats and white jackets. So I was like, damn. But then I was told that the issue didn't do all that great sell-wise and that they would never do it again. And I was advised <laughs> by more than one person mm-hmm. to not do that, to not go down that route. And I was like, nah. <laughs> of course, now that you're saying it didn't do well, I'm going to have to do something about that because I think this is a crazy ill idea. Now, to be fair, I seriously don't think Elliot was looking to do that as something annual. I don't think. Mm-hmm. Um, however... I thought that since I had already had success doing that, I was like, yo, you know what? We can come up with something and make this like into a concert. You could get the dudes to rap. You could start building out the regions. I was just looking at it as this big ass, you know, Da Vinci Code. Yeah. <laughs> and then, um, to be fair, by the way, yeah. you had done uh, about. Uh, 20 times that amount of rappers all in one cover. So oh, 10 yeah. wasn't so, so 10 bad. Wasn't, it wasn't too crazy. <laughs> but it, the thing was to, to give it a hook that people would care about mm-hmm. and the mixtape market was opening up and all these new independent artists were coming through and i was just like yo there are more than one artist that i want to do a month and i can't just keep doing two and three on the cover so i was like yo you know what we're gonna do this let's call it the freshman 10 and then let's like put all these different things because the web was starting to pop then yeah and i was like yo we'll have all the artists do freestyles but you can't see their face like Yo, you have to guess who the guy's gonna be, and all this. I, and this that comes from like my comic book love affair <laughs> and loving movies and stuff like that. I just wanted to make like this. I felt like the like game, a yeah, like you yeah. needed something to give these new kids, you know, the 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 backing to be like, oh, dip, I care about this shit. Yeah. Who cares about some kid putting on a mixtape? Until you make people care, and you make people feel like, yo, this could be you next year. That was the whole thing that I wanted to create for for the freshman was I wanted the average kid who was working in his, you know, his bedroom be like, next year I could get the cover. How many of those stories has happened since then? Right. A, a, a ton. Yeah. yeah. You know, to be able to say like, yo, next year, I know there are kids that said next year I'm going to be on the cover and they were. That's mind boggling to me. How much do you have to pay to get on the freshman cover? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, you got you to give your firstborn. Like that's, I, right, that's, <laughs> right, that's right, that's right. But yeah, man, when I did that in, in uh, 08, it was, it was pretty dope because the response was crazy. Mm-hmm. The response was crazy. And then as I was putting together the next issue, uh, well, the next one, um, I, had, I had like three dudes down. I had J. Cole. I think I had Donis. 
and I had somebody else. I can't, I can't remember off top, but I remember I started with J. Cole because I had just met him through Green Lantern, mm-hmm. and um, he hadn't even done all his stuff yet. But I was like, yo, this kid is ill. St. John's Red. Yeah, yeah there yeah, you go. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. And um, I left to go with Russell to Global Grind. Right. And then that's when um, Vanessa and Rob Markman, they picked it up and they started doing it. Um, why did you go to Global Grind? I felt like Russell Simmons was bigger than Global Grind to me. Mm-hmm. You know, just working with him and, and being able to see the inner workings of his empire. I was like on some he 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 yeah yeah. Let's, oh man, they giving me the keys to the Ferrari. Yeah. <laughs> like, this is crazy. Well, you just wanted to go out to the Hamptons. I, hey man, I wanted to go to that Art for Life party, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> I had only gone once before, and then um, when I got there, I realized how much work he how much work he puts in. You know, it, it seems like he's just running around and making deals. Nah, that that dude is thinking about things. He's he's strategizing with his team. And it all comes together, and he's he's really really smart. Well, and and what are some of the similarities that you saw between Puff and Russell? Besides all white outfits <laughs> in the Hamptons, yeah. Um, in in the models, yeah. Uh, yeah. I would have to say the the can't stop won't stop thing. Mm-hmm. Russell's not going to stop. He might not blast out, can't stop, won't stop, but he's not going to stop. He's he's going to keep going until he gets exactly what he wants. And Puff will do that, but more boisterous. <laughs> um, but Russell has like this, he has like this way of getting at you, you know, uh, harshly <laughs> with love. It's like a love thing. And then next thing you know, you, you're just like, yeah, I'm going to do that. But that was kind of crazy that you yelled at me. <laughs> and he never did it to me necessarily. He never yelled at me or anything like that. But I, I saw what he did, yeah. like how, how he operated. Whereas Puff was just like, mother bitch, <laughs> I get what I want. Whatever, I'm a savage. <laughs> but then I've, I've seen Puff on some cool stuff too. So it, there's, there's this... Like common denominator with all those guys, Jay Z too, has that same thing. I just you would just never see him yell, go crazy, or anything like that. But he has that same common denominator that they all have. Dr. Dre as well. So when you look at them and them being the four forefathers, the four forefathers, mm-hmm. like you realize they all have like something in common that's able to take them to the next level when other people are still trying to get to their last level. You know. Unbelievable. Yeah. So, um, oh, my man Zach is actually doing the Three Kings book. Zach um, O'Malley uh, over at uh, Forbes mm-hmm. magazine. Yep. He he has that book coming out that chronicles uh, Jay Z, um, Diddy, and Dr. Dre, and all their business dealings. So it's it's coming out soon. Super um, soon. What what late night phone calls can you remember from those guys? Uh, I remember being um, on the road with my family driving down. I was like doing the whole big like, you know, National Lampoon's thing. Yeah. yeah. I was doing I was like, I'm doing it. I'm Chevy Chase, baby. I got the packed up the big ass uh, station wagon SUV. I had the whole family too. And uh, my daughter was just born. I remember Puff calling. My phone was going crazy and he was calling my team. And they hit me like, Puff's looking for you. Then I got another call. Puff's assistant. Puff's looking for you. Then it was Puff. Yo, I'm looking for you. (laughs) (laughs) And and, uh, he was looking like, he was looking for like one model for this one video. (laughs) 
and I'm like driving down like 95 and my family is like throwing all types of stuff it's like movies playing I'm, like trying to stuff kids with Cheetos and my wife just looking at me like what girl are you talking about she got a big ass. What are you talking about? Like, you know what I mean? Like, so she, I got her questions coming at me because I'm trying to describe the girl that I'm describing. I'm like, yeah, but this gun crazy right now. Um, like, that was one of the funniest ever. And my cousin was just sitting at me, just shaking his head. Um, what girl was he talking about? I have no idea. <laughs> I plead the fifth. <laughs> um, and then and then you made your return to vibe. Yeah, man, I made my return to vibe after um, Global Grind. Um, it was so crazy because they went into bankruptcy. You remember they had shut yeah. down yeah. for like a few months. It was like almost like five or six months or something like that. And um, when the publishers brought it back, they were good friends of mine, and they were like, "Yo, you want to come back?" I'm like, "Yo, I'm with Russell." They were like, "Ah," I was like, "But I know a team that could get." get the whole job done link them up with the team the team starts rocking i mean jermaine and everybody started rocking and then somehow i get out of my russell contract hmm. and then <laughs> um <laughs> it took a, it took a while it took it took a few months and then i was back on the team with vibe and that was this is like 2010 mm -hmm. and i just couldn't believe it but it was it was slim pickings back then because they were just coming out of bankruptcy. We was up in Harlem. Yeah, and like and not and like in yo, like a nice part of Harlem. Nah, it was like it was like East. Yeah, uh, yeah, Methadone Clinic. Yeah, like on area hundred twenty fifth, hundred twenty fifth in in Park Ave. Yeah. Um. It, it was it was fights every day outside. You know, it, it was it was really bugged. I was right down the block from that path mark where everything happened. Yep. Yeah, and I would. I would have to commute from the back of Queens all the way up there every day. Yo, it was it was rough, man. And then, you know, the spot wasn't the best. You know, it was a couple of weed, weed spots around here. You know what I'm saying? But, um, so Mikey was happy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yo, Fresh. Shout out to Mikey Fresh. <laughs> Word up. But um, it was it was a bugged out time back then, man. It was a bugged out time. And we we really had to bring the the brand back. And I have to give it to that early team from 2010, uh, really 2009, the end of 2009. That whole squad was dope. Was and that Magic Johnson who came in? He came in a little bit later, like around 2011. Mm -hmm. um, he came in, threw some money around, flipped it, and skated. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> he, he was on a yeah. fast break. It was the Lake Show, baby. Um, and what, what Vibe is now is primarily a digital operation. Yep. How interesting that you went from vibe.com or what was it vibemagazine.com? Vi I think at the time it was vibe online. Vibe online. Vibe online. Yeah. .com. And they had they had a character called the vibrator. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Jeff. Just yeah, great, you would have loved yeah, them. My, my face just like crumpled. <laughs> great we, great ideas. Yeah, you know, last. What um what was the vibrator? <laughs> it was like um my man Sheldon Bryan, what up? He's uh he's a incredible graphic designer he well, came this up is very graphic <laughs> yeah yeah he came up with this guy with a bald head little black dude he was real bendy and he was kind of like um mr incredible like he, <laughs> he, could, he could like morph into anything he could turn into whatever and that was a vibrator or that was vibe online's mascot yuck um yeah. <laughs> let's get back to a high-minded conversation uh, yes. uh what was it like meeting barack obama for the first time wow man barack obama met him through my man uh steve stout the one and only yeah um steve was like yo there's gonna be this guy's as i talk there's gonna be this guy he's uh he's gonna be the president he's gonna be a president this is 2004 mind you 
You know, he's running for Senate. Is this before the, um, convention? the, the convention? It's yeah. probably around that time. I, yeah. I don't know if it was before or after, but it was around that time. He was definitely known, yeah. so mm-hmm. it was probably right after. But yeah. it's definitely 2004, and um, he he was, like, fundraising and stuff. And I remember Steve was like, yo, we're going to have this fundraiser, and you need to be there. I was like, all right, where is it? He was, like, in, in Cali. And I wasn't, like, always going back and forth. I was there for, like, shoots or award shows. And he was like, yeah, you're going to have to be out there. I was like... All right, man, you send you send me. I'm thinking like you fly me out. Like, yeah, you know, he was like, No, man, get out there yourself, man. <laughs> I'll see you out there, all right? I was like, all right. So boom, those is it's a crazy ass story. But anyway, I get there. Uh it's uh James Lasseter's house. Mm-hmm. James Lasseter is uh Will Smith's uh manager. Yep. And um I walk in and it's Sarah Jessica Parker, like, hey. I'm like, hey, Carrie. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh shit, my wife loves you. <laughs> um, Heavy D is right there. He's like, yo, man, what up? You know, Fonsworth, I know him. So he's yeah. like, yo, Dave, what up? I'm like, wow, this is crazy. <laughs> then Chris Tucker walks by with a plate. I'm like, all right, this is a different kind of, yeah. you yeah. know, different kind of event. And uh, what I go, were you drinking? You know what? I, I, I believe I did not drink that night because I didn't want to embarrass myself. <laughs> you know, I had a suit on, my man. And I was like, you know what I mean? I wasn't like naturally ready to be wearing suits all the time back yeah. then. Um, me and my man Adele, my West Coast uh, editor, one of my best friends in life, he, we went together and we was just like bugging out. So we get in the, uh, in, in the backyard and that's where everyone's together, all the celebs, Michael Mann, and oh man, it was crazy. So everyone's talking about these big projects and stuff. And then Obama is just walking around, handshaking. Hey, uh, you guys look like trouble. <laughs> we're, in su- we're in suits, man. Like, we just, we had those trouble faces. He was like, you know why? Because I don't know y'all. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? How's that get? <laughs> you know, but um, he was like, we told him, you know, what we did. And I said, King Mag. He was like, whoa. <laughs> I know a thing or two about that. <laughs> I remember that, yo. I was dying. I was dying. I wanted to ask him a little bit more, but I was like, maybe you'd be cool. Was Michelle there? She was not. Okay. She was not. So yeah. I, I should have. Yeah. yeah. And I would have yeah. had I known that. I, so he does his speech. He does this amazing speech. And it was just like, you know, 20, 20 of us, maybe. He does this amazing speech in the backyard, man. I was like, wow. They gave him a little stage and everything yeah. for him to do the speech. Very heartfelt. It felt like one on one. Boom, he does it. They write another check because, you know, you have to pay to get in. So, yeah, another check. I'm like, wow, he caking out here. Yeah. So then Chris, Chris Tucker. passing the plate. Yeah, yeah, you know, Chris Tucker is like, you know, you knew his name was coming up yeah, next. Yeah, yeah, So Chris Tucker, he, he he sees us and he's like, yo, man, what y'all, what y'all doing? And we was like, oh, we're chilling. Like, what y'all doing after this? He's like, well, but rocking us, we all got, <laughs> we got, we got another venue to go hit. Y'all can follow us. Y'all can just roll with us. We was like, all right, you, we're going to get our car and everything. So, boom, we, we leave the spot. We go outside. We're in a residential area. It's like Beverly Hills somewhere. And we're in a caravan with Barack up front, Chris Tucker and um, like maybe a couple of other cars, and then us. We're all following each other to Club Avalon, I believe it was. <laughs> I'm like, yo, we really going to a club with this guy? You know what I'm saying? This is not Barack yet. Right, this is like yeah. still on some a, guy in a some suit. Guy yeah. suit like, yeah. You know, yeah, so, but he's got all that money, though. Yeah, he got all that. He got them checks in his yeah, pocket. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure he, he was like, yo, we're going to blow this. <laughs> I'm gonna blow the stack. Put this money, this money phone, this money phone. <laughs> we, we call that money over here. So we we get, we park in the parking lot, and we get out, and we walk in like it's like Reservoir Dogs. Yeah. <laughs> we all suited out. You know, I'm Mr. Yellow, my man, Mr. Pink. You got Baraki, Mr. Brownish. Yeah. 
<laughs> so we walking up to the to the club and they they let us all in. They're like, oh, Chris Tucker. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Then we get in and Barack's like, yeah, oh, man, this is a nice place. This is a nice place. All right, we're gonna do this. We're gonna do this. <laughs> and he's clapping. He started hitting the music, but then he's doing like the old uncle bounce. Like <laughs> he's getting this little bounce. And shit. I'm like, oh shit, I'm in the club with this guy. This, this is crazy. So <laughs> Chris Tucker goes to the um DJ booth. And he started he start talking to the DJ or whatever. And then, you know, I guess him and Barack, they do their little signals. And Barack goes up. You know that little jog he do when he put yeah, his hands yeah, like yeah, this. Yeah, he yeah. does a little jog up the steps. <laughs> and he gets up on stage. And he does the same speech for everybody that's there. He's like, hey, 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 hey I don't, you know what I mean? to interrupt. I know all y'all getting your thing on. But I just have a couple of things to say. I'm Barack Obama coming out of Chicago. I, like, yo, just flows into it like he freestyling, like he's like Joe Button or somebody, like just going, just killing it. And he changes the speech to fit the audience on some cool shit. I'm like, yo, this guy's amazing on the fly, not reading nothing, just off the top. Stout was right, yo. He was, yo, it was so crazy. That's when I was like, all right, now he's super ill because he got all these people that's dancing to pay attention and not be furious and, and not be mad as fuck. Yeah, and then was like, yo. I have my people out here. They're going to take your email. I'm going to stay in touch with all of you. Even though I'm from out there, I want to stay in touch with you guys. He's from Chicago. Yeah. Why is he stumping in Cali? I should have known then that he was going to go for the presidency for real, for real. Because yeah. he's in Cali. Yeah. And he's getting his shit together already, already collecting emails. Boom. Next thing you know, he hits it. Fucking Stevie Wonders uh, yo, for Once in My Life comes just, on. on. I, I want to say it was like some masterpiece shit. Like, <laughs> like uh, make him say, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm like, yo, this dude is ill. And from that moment on, I just always made sure I, I like I, I paid attention to what was going on with him. And um, I have a picture to prove it. It's like on, on my Instagram or whatever. But it was like one of those moments that you can't. You you can't even plan. You can't plan Barack and Chris Tucker saying, "Yo, we're gonna take you to the club." And and then after that, he ain't even really stay. Like he did a little one two, talked to a couple of people, shook his hands. He's like, "All right, fellas, y'all be easy. Boom, I gotta go count this money." <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Where were you election night 2008? Wow, election night 2008. I saw the um, the polls were coming in. I was I was celebrating. I I wasn't celebrating yet. I was telling my wife this guy's gonna win, and I looked at my phone. I remember Vashti was having a party with Q-Tip at. Santos. Santos. Mm. Yep. I went, got my car, drove over there, parked, went in there, and celebrated on stage with Tip Vashti. It was a bunch of industry people. It was all of them with hitting the balloons. And did you everybody. do like the Uncle Two Step? <laughs> I did. The, I did the Barack Uncle Two Step. I was up in there because I am an uncle. I am, and, I, and I'm me with my Two Step. Yeah, I really, really did that. I, that's where I was that night. Wow. But what was crazy was on my way walking from when I parked the car, was just hearing the people in the street and like dudes on bikes, like yeah, like everybody was happy and shit. I was bugging that. Something like that made everybody in New York happy. Just on a casual, just me walking to the club. Yeah. That was so dope. And then once I got in, it was a party for real. Now contrast that to current day where oh, it just feels like man, every balloon has been popped. Yeah. And Yo, to see the numbers come in, the way that they were coming in, and the way that, of course, the news had everything wrong, yeah. pretty much. Like, the estimations were just bad. I was just like, wait, this, what the? Once 
certain states started flipping. I was like, yeah, this ain't good, B. Yo, can we just talk about uh, the idea that, um, you know, there, there's such little faith in, in journalism these days. Yeah. And as somebody who has worked his entire life in journalism, mm-hmm. can you just talk about what the fuck um, that does to you? Yo, man, when you start to see high level people like, you know, Donald Trump or whoever attack the media the way that he does. And, and you know, you're in it. You're like, oh, man, he's he's right to a degree because there's always those things where people are like the media is this, the media is that. But now he's like not only is he just saying like they're bad or they're wrong, he's demonizing it to the point where even the the good news that they report is starting to get all messed up, at least in. I don't want to say back in the day, but at least when it was before all of this, at least the good news stuff you can kind of believe in. Yeah. Now people are questioning the good news stuff. And it's like, damn, man, that's 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 the bad part when now you can't whatever information that you're getting, you just cannot believe that it's it is what it is. Right. Even if it's the simplest thing. This this little girl is selling lemonade and you know, she makes all this money. How much money does she really make though? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. what the fuck? We're going to question every single thing. And we're at that point now where everything has to be questioned. Yeah. Like, I, I'm reading um, Final Days, the the book about um, by, by uh, Woodward and Bernstein. This about not the, no hip-hop shit? No, I know. It's crazy that I, I don't just have a one-track mind. I have a, a full range of knowledge. But um, I'm reading this book. And, you know, when Watergate was happening, at least there was a set of facts that you could rely on. There's, there's a scorecard. Yeah. Now that we don't have that card, I mean, like even today, what um, Trump is meeting with Putin? Mm-hmm. Yeah, is he supposed to be meeting with him? Are we supposed to be happy about this, or is this a bad thing where they could get their? Oh well, I, I just imagine that everything he does is terrible. yeah. Like, so, like are they not, getting their story yeah. together behind closed doors? There's only six people in the room. Right. Like, what the fuck? What, like, no. what do we now? I don't know what to believe. What's going to come out of that? I, I and and what's crazy is them meeting. You, you can get mad about. But then them not meeting, you can get mad about. It's, it's just so up in the air and topsy-turvy. We don't know which which way is up. I'm just mad all the time. <laughs> <laughs> um, except for this interview. Growing up on an Air Force base and being right next to that flight deck is apt because everything you've done from Vibe Magazine to XXL has taken the fuck off. Yo, so, I appreciate that. Congratulations, Daytuan. Thank you. Thank and you. Thank we appreciate you, you coming through. Making paper like Barack Obama. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> the money phones, baby. <laughs> Keep getting those checks. It's the money phones. That's right. Thanks so much, Dad. Peace. Thanks, everyone, for listening to this new episode of A Waste of Time with It's the Real Jeff. If people want to find out more about us, if people want to find out more about this podcast, and if people want to find out more about our celebration of Rockefeller Records, our live podcast at Highline Ballroom in just two weeks from tomorrow, where can they go? You can go to itstherial.com. Get your tickets today. Pause this podcast. Take a second. Go now. Go to our website and buy your tickets right now. You can also listen to our podcast at soundcloud.com slash a waste of time you can also listen to it on itunes search for a waste of time with it's the real we are also available on google play hey. we are available on spotify hey. basically any streaming service we're that on, you we're on title we are on title shout out to our friends over at title we're there and everybody who's listening go listen again on title yeah because i think that you get paid more on title <laughs> i don't i honestly don't know but uh, you can also find us on Instagram at It's The Real, Facebook at It's The Real, 
Twitter at It's The Real. We are also on Snapchat at It's It's The Real and It's The Real Eric because It's The Real was taken. And you know what, Jeff? If people want to listen to our music and people are listening to our music, go to Spotify, Apple Music, SoundCloud, Tidal, wherever, Google Play. Our music is all over there. Go press play on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash It's The Real. Guys, we want to spread the word on this podcast and keep the momentum going. So we want to shout you guys out for listening. Jeff, who do you want to shout? I want to shout out our friend Ben Frank. Hey, the fourth. Who, uh... And you know what? How about the first, the second, and the third, too, while we're at it? All of them. Every Ben Frank that's out there. Shout out to Ben Frank. He is coming to our show hey, on July 26th. We'll but most importantly, there. he has been supportive throughout this entire process of the last, like, I don't know, six, seven, eight years. Shout out to Ben Frank. Jeff, I want to shout out a whole bunch of people, and I gotta be honest, I don't remember a lot of their names. <laughs> but... Uh, first, someone whose name I do remember, Big Wade. Shout out to Big Wade. He's hard to miss. Really hard to miss. He is like an oak tree of a man. He is named Big Wade for a reason. Shout out to Big Wade from Westchester, Westchester's own. He's also part of Dinnerland. Shout out to everyone over at Dinnerland. I also want to shout out everybody who came and said hey to us during 2 Chains set during the HBO and Apple show for the uh, Defiant Ones. Yeah, hosted by Scotty Beam. Shout out to Scotty Beam. But shout out to everyone who came up to us and were like, hey, I know you guys. I listen to you guys. What's your name again? I'm Eric. That's Jeff. Yeah. So I wear glasses. You have curly hair. Yeah. And, you know, we're the Rosenthal's, not Peter Rosenberg. Right. There was that, too. Yeah. But shout out to everybody who said hi to us, who said that they listened to the podcast, who listened to the music. A lot of people, Jeff, say that they have been fucking with us for a long time. And if they have awesome if you haven't we still believe you so shout yeah. out to you guys so whatever uh-huh. um i also want to shout out elliot wilson who yes. uh you know he said really great things to us at the title event a couple weeks ago and i also want to shout out peter rosenberg we are not you but you are our friend <laughs> not for real for real sure sure we'll see you guys next week Brat! <laughs>